2 is here, climbing the Steam top seller charts, and it's the first day-and-date PC launch of a PlayStation exclusive. However, it's not faring all that well on PC, and we're going to get into that. Details are slowly emerging also about their post-launch plans. I have comments from their Discord. We have the latest PlayStation blog, as well as reactions from the community about what folks are looking forward to in this game and how their experience has been so far. The question about whether or not you should play it can be answered in two ways. For now, we have to answer it with info about the game and their post-launch plans, but secondarily, I will be playing the game as well today and on Friday night for a member stream to see how this game is faring given some of the feedback that we are seeing. We will also examine how well the game does on PC and consider the ongoing discussion about PlayStation launching more games day and date on PC, which when the game was topping the sales charts, I think a lot of people thought that was going to be a pretty convincing element of this, even though they are just committed right now to doing that with live service games. But with the score currently not so great on PC, I'm not sure that's the way it's going to go. Now, I'm going to put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video. It's a longer video because it is a live stream. If you want to make sure that you're here for the discussions, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, and don't forget to hit that like button. It helps out the video. Well, one of PlayStation's first live service games is here, Helldivers 2, and many might be wondering, is it worth checking out? Currently, the scores are great on PlayStation, but not so great on PC. And like other live service games this year, there were no review codes sent out due to servers not being turned on early for the press. But we have plenty of info, and now we even have comments from PlayStation, as well as the official Helldivers 2 Discord, about their post-launch content plans. Beyond that, the game is crushing on Steam top seller charts, but it's not crushing with its current score. When I wrote this monologue at 5 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday the 7th, it had taken the number one spot on the top seller charts above CS2 and Call of Duty. Now that was in the United States. If you went global, it was in second or third place. That means it jumped 34 places in rank from the previous week. Needless to say, this game's causing quite a stir. But it might not last if they can't fix the issues on PC. Some are wondering if this means more PlayStation day and date releases might happen on the PC platform, while others think this is unique due to it being a live service game. This is not a big full price AAA game from one of the larger studios. So it makes sense to think that live service games would start landing in this way simply because it just makes sense. You want to have as many people playing the game as possible. Currently, Arrowhead Game Studios is an independent developer, but with the start this strong, PlayStation may follow their pattern of buying studios that they have successful partnerships with. So first I want to talk about what we know. We've got game info, tidbits about post-launch, how they will handle it. It's also with the top selling rank Steam conversation. We also want to look at why it's getting low scores on PC. It's not doing very well and there's two primary reasons why. Secondly, I want to look at the reactions. I asked folks what they were thinking about this game and its Steam ranking and how it's doing, as well as the game itself. And it seems many are really excited about this game. Lastly, I'm going to tell you what I think. I continue to think that we need fun knocker around games like this, but I'm always going to question the staying power, as well as the post-launch content roadmap, if there is a roadmap. I mean, it sounds like they've got stuff planned, but they haven't really outlined how and when that will hit. And we can't forget to think about monetization for 
an ongoing game like this to continue to get support. So, what do we know? Well, up first, the story and the setting are pretty basic. According to the PlayStation blog, Helldivers 2 takes place a century after the events of the first game, with Super Earth having emerged victorious against its adversaries. Now, obviously, it wouldn't be much of a game if that's all you were doing, is celebrating your win and your victory from the previous game. Basically, the Terminids that you defeated in the first game have broken out, it's gotten really bad, and the Helldivers have to be utilized once again. Now, a game writer wanted to make sure that we knew we can affect the outcome of this game, and they had this to say in the PlayStation blog. They said what's unique about the story in Helldivers 2 is that it's driven by the player community. Planning for that is a huge challenge. We have what we think will happen, but we ultimately can't control what the players do, which, as a player, I find cool, but as a writer, I find really scary. Now, this is obviously somewhat unique take. It kind of reminds me of, you know, my old school experiences in planet side servers, where you could sort of affect the flow and the outcome of things. But the writer from Arrowhead had more to say. They said, as for the story ahead, all I can say is that the galaxy will look very different a few months from now than it does today. So this touches on the ongoing and the live service nature of the game. Players will maybe find this interesting. I think that, you know, being able to log in and see how things are going, being able to impact the flow and the results is actually pretty cool. If you're highly active, if you take breaks, if you check on the flow of the war in the game, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And they end the blog post by giving a glimpse into what the post-launch content will look like. They say, there's so much more to come as we expand the game's content offering. We're excited to confirm that as players fight in the Galactic War, this footage here was the old game, that's the new game there. They said, we're excited to confirm that as players fight in the Galactic War, they will also witness events unfold through our planned free updates. The universe of Helldivers 2 will grow and change to give our players refreshed gameplay, introducing new tools, new challenges, and new threats from around the galaxy. Now, I've always said that a game like this can add new enemies, you can add new contextual power with new weapons, because you need the new weapons or the new stratagems to take on these new threats or these new planets or biomes, right? With adding of new planets and new biomes, you could have different weather and different things that you just have to be on the lookout for. Now, I had someone in the official Helldivers 2 Discord snap this shot, and this is basically an answer about the post-launch content and the roadmap. It says, I've only gazed into the pipeline of future content it is vast and deep there will probably be a lot of interaction extra now in the release so there's sort of two comments being made here okay first that the future content is being described as vast and deep i think that's pretty exciting the game has a ton of potential and it looks to have a strong player funnel for the opening weekend now that's a recipe for a long-lasting game if they can get ahead of the problems on pc The second part is about interaction in the Discord. That's going to likely increase with the release of the game. So feel free to join the official Helldivers 2 Discord if you're looking for more information. Now, what about the discussion about day and date on PC? Seeing a PlayStation game top the top seller charts on Steam, well, that's certainly a surprise. I'm going to give my own thoughts on this after we look at the reactions to the game as well. And I asked people what they thought about day and date may be happening more because of this all right now we may revisit this topic in another stream once we have more data once we see player feedback and the review scores sort of settle down over the weekend because currently it's got like a 50 percent on steam and the two main reasons people are citing is that it's crashing and it has a kernel level anti-cheat 
I'm going to talk about the stupidity of that in a moment, but the crashing is probably even a more primary concern because it means people can't even play. There's a lot of people who won't pay any attention to anti-cheat and they'll just install it and play, but they can't if it's crashing. So I threw out a question. Given this game hitting the number one spot on the top seller charts on Steam in the US, I said, listen, do you think there was one reply that it hit five globally and then it continued to climb if you if you changed the, uh, the top seller charts from global to US and so forth. And I said, will PlayStation be motivated to do more day and date PC releases? And I got three responses that I think are worth noting. Now, the first response comes from Ginger Prime. We love Ginger. And he said the following. He says that it will motivate because it magnifies the marketing spending too. So every dollar they reach a bigger audience. This is actually a good point, right? I don't think this is a bad point at all. It certainly is a more effective way to use your marketing dollars, especially when we know studios are trying to keep their budgets and their costs down. You have to wonder if the ROI on maintaining a closed ecosystem library of exclusives and first-party titles is that strong enough and profitable enough to justify doing this with their bigger titles, right? Like, oh, we could shrink the marketing if the next... Uh, Last of Us game launches on PC and PlayStation at the same time. I just don't think that's well within the identity of how PlayStation markets their products as well as their consoles, so I don't know if that's going to be as convincing. Imagine what they did with God of War. God of War 2018 hit on PC, and then the marketing of God of War Ragnarok actually had consumers saying, well, I don't want to wait. I think I might get a PlayStation 5 so I can play Ragnarok, especially considering most of the PC user base, according to the Steam charts, they have PC rigs in the mid to lower range. So a PS5 is not that far away from the performance they probably got in God of War 2018. Now, what this means is you're convincing people to buy into your ecosystem by putting games on PC later, especially when you can time it. Like, imagine Ghost of Tsushima hits PC, and then they start marketing the sequel. We had people in our own community here that did that. They played God of War 2018, and they're like, I'm going to get a PS5 because I really want to play the sequel right now. Now, we got a different response from Donnie from Pure Dead Gaming, and he had the following to say. He said, just for live service for me, that he's talking about PC day and date. He said, certainly in the short, medium term, as we move into cloud future, and then it will change, I think. Now, this is a good observation from Donnie, all right? Definitely makes sense for live service games. As they previously indicated, this is what they were going to do. This is not a surprise that a PlayStation live service game is doing day and date, but cloud gaming's role in the future could continue to blur this line of like just put the game everywhere when it comes out we saw from insomniac leaks that spider-man 3 was looking at pc day and date and i attributed that to the online component but it could be a larger plan maybe by then the playstation market saturation is just so good and consumers digital libraries are just so established the worry about folks switching to pc would be significantly minimized now the last response i wanted to highlight came from someone named named Lou. And he said, look, they already said that this is going to be case by case. If big single player titles were day and date, then the console is dead. Just go PC. It has free online, more options for games, ETC. Now, the first part, of course, is true. As I already stated, this was stated by PlayStation, okay? But the second part basically affirms what many people think. If you take your big God of War titles, your big titles like The Last of Us, and you launch them day and date on PC, it'd be a pretty strong blow to the identity 
of the PlayStation brand. But again, as I said, by the time 2030 rolls around, they might have so many consumers within the PlayStation 5 ecosystem that it won't matter. They'll have established libraries and it'll just make sense for them to stay on PlayStation, even though games might start launching day and date on like a PS6 and PC. At that point in time, you'd be too established on PlayStation to really want to switch, and then they're able to maximize profit as well as the market spend whenever they're putting out those trailers and those commercials. So let's look at a few other reactions I got. I asked people, what are you doing? What are you wanting to see from post-launch content? A lot of people said they're going to be playing this game day one. Clearly, you know, looking at the numbers, a lot of people are jumping in day one. I'm actually really interested in what the Steam charts look like. It's hit about 15,000, I'm sorry, 50,000 concurrence so far, but it's early in the day and it's not the weekend yet now some are saying hey for post-launch content they could add planets weapons enemies there's also the mech that they showed in that latest trailer and that was the first time during the state of play that they confirmed post-launch content now that i think is one of the bigger questions that people are talking about like what's the post-launch content going to look like i had somebody say oh they could do starship trooper stuff right skins you know and all this other stuff sony owns the ip well given that starship troopers had a game come out just last year in may of 2023 i don't know if they're going to want to do that i'm definitely seeing lots of people make starship trooper references like i'm doing my part and some of the other memes but i'm not sure if sony or the devs would want to blur that line any more than it already is Something that people missed in one of the videos that they're now taking notice of as well is I had some people saying, hey, the Dungeon Master sounds kind of dope. Basically, the devs can decide to watch your game and they can make changes on the fly. They can have things that help you or hurt you. It sounds sort of like on-the-fly modifiers that might make things really tough for you, right? Or it might make things easier. They might give you like a weapon or something. Now, I love the idea of devs doing things like this, being more involved and doing fun things like that in the game. I also like the idea of how the game unfolds. It allows players to affect the outcome of the Galactic War. I think that's pretty cool. I'm also seeing a lot of clips and feedback in my timeline from folks that are already playing. They're saying that, you know, the stratagems, the pressure, you have to put in this stratagem code under fire, and then the, you know, the friendly fire, it's chaotic, it's fun. Now, friendly fire is obviously a concern for folks who matchmake. You know, we've all encountered trolls and griefers on the internet that just can't stop shooting and blowing up their teammates because they think it's funny, right? Well, most of the feedback I have seen has said that friendly fire was funny, it made for some fun moments, but once they adjusted, it didn't really happen that often, and they were able to successfully complete missions. That's always a concern with friendly fire, is that the comedy factor wears off really quickly, and then it just keeps happening, or someone just can't stop doing it. We've all got that friend who just can't seem to stop shooting teammates. Well, if you're that player, don't be surprised if you stop getting invites. Now, let me give you my thoughts on this, because this, again, this is this is unfolding. I was only able to play the tutorial this morning and kind of fiddle around with some things on the ship. And I gotta say, the game looks and feels very good, but I had a crash on PS5, and the PC version is not doing well right now, according to reviews. Both crashes and the kernel-level anti-cheat is stoking the fire of PC player anger, right? It currently has a 52% on Steam, and with a large portion of the negative reviews being about crashes, it really makes you wonder if the whole day-and-date on PC is the way to go. I don't think it's going to be as convincing when this sort of thing happens 
for your launch date, right? I'm also hearing matchmaking is terrible, which I would imagine folks would be a little bit more tolerant of that in the first 24 to 48 hours because it is a live service game and we've kind of grown accustomed to that. But on top of all of the other problems, matchmaking not working very well or not working at all is just gas on a fire. If you finally get into the game and the crashes finally stop happening and then you can't matchmake, it's going to make you leave a bad review and probably uninstall. And if you're on Steam, you probably would ask for a refund. Time and time again, we've seen this. Proving the method of making a polished one-platform launch and then porting it later, well, it leads to better results. Not always, but the general rule is once again holding firm. It's hard to argue for day and date on PC when this is how the launch goes. It sucks all the momentum and the hype right out of the room, at least for the PC players. Also, on the topic of kernel-level anti-cheat, what are we doing? This is not some highly competitive, tournament-having PvP game. It's a co-op game where you shoot aliens. Like, know your audience. Highly competitive PvP games, you know, the people that play them, well, they tend to expect that sort of thing. Folks tried to fight against it in Valorant, but then they realized it was a very common practice, and people were being pretty inconsistent. But for Helldivers 2, it just feels completely overkill and unnecessary. And I'm not an expert, and nobody's done a breakdown yet, but it's hard not to see that the platform with the anti-cheat is the one having the vast majority of the crashing issues and a terrible score. Currently, the game has a 90% on PlayStation, so I don't think the crash that I had is a common occurrence. I was in the ship, I tried to equip a cosmetic, and the game crashed, right? I wasn't in the middle of actual gameplay, so I don't know if it was like an engine level problem did it try to like call the cosmetic because i had like the extra you know extra expensive edition or whatever i don't know i think my only question is the same as i've always asked about games like this will it have staying power a game like this can certainly be fun in the first week but will the gameplay loop and the content get repetitive beyond tolerance levels? All games are repetitive. The trick is spreading out the elements of gameplay so that the repetition's less detectable and then it prolongs enjoyment. Another question I have is, well, what does the roadmap cadence look like? Free ongoing post-launch content's great, but how often and how much will we be getting, right? And will cosmetics be enough to subsidize the ongoing free post-launch content model? Kill the Justice League is trying this format, and their start has not been very strong. Helldivers 2 looked like it was going to have a strong start, but PC player numbers will plummet if the crashes and the anti-cheat become too much of a problem. Lastly, How long do they see this game going for? I think the Galactic War element and the players impacting the outcome and the future of the game, well, it makes for an intriguing game, and it should help bring people back and keep folks playing periodically. For now, for, so for now, we have to wait and see how the game fares on its opening weekend, because for now, it's looking a little split due to the bad experiences on PC. But that's just what I think. What do you think? So let me give you my closing thoughts and conclusions on this. It's always a bummer to see a game skyrocket with pre-orders and and climb the sales charts only to get bludgeoned by negative reviews for things that are not about the actual game itself. Crashes, anti-cheat, poor matchmaking. That's not a reflection of the game, right? Is it fun? Is it well built you know are the guns cool does the game feel good well no one's getting to really review that because they're crashing and they can't match make 
It means that optimization or bugs need to be addressed. It means somebody made a really weird decision about anti-cheat. Again, server issues on day one, I mean, that's just to be expected when a game climbs the Steam charts like we saw. Folks would be a little bit more tolerant of matchmaking issues if that was the only issue. Because over time, those things tend to smooth out. Unless, of course, the matchmaking's bad or broken due to, to bugs and not just to the high player traffic. The second thing I want to say is the discussion about day and date on PC will certainly happen with this game because it looked like a slam dunk and now it's feeling like a partial miss. PlayStation fans and users are playing and rating the game high while PC is not. That's not the type of launch that PlayStation wants to see, especially after the poor port, the terrible port of The Last of Us Part 1. Now, yes, they fixed that and its review scores are better, but... You're burning a lot of goodwill with PC users, and that doesn't bode well for the future of ports and PC releases of PlayStation games. My conclusion is this. Helldivers 2 looks like a promising start to PlayStation's live service efforts, but they will need to smooth out the significant problems for PC if they expect this game to get traction with that audience. Multi-plat and live service games will continue to face these challenges. Server infrastructure, different system configurations to optimize for, and the fickle and short attention spans of the consumer. But I'm excited to jump in. Let's just hope they can pick up the ball and take a game like this the distance. We've had enough failed live service games for a lifetime, but those are just my thoughts. Now it's time to hear your thoughts. And that's the show open, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make sure you go through your daily ritual of smashing the like button. Such a great turnout already. Almost 600 folks here. Just take a quick second to hit that thumbs up button. It helps out the video. More people find the video and can come hang out with us. We appreciate you so, so much being here. And I have some gifted members, I think, to thank, or at least some Super Chats. No, Super Chats. Uh, we have a super chat, $10 from Borbor uh, Country. He says, PC gamers always envy console gamers. They are the main reason gaming is dying because of excessive piracy and modding. WTF is wrong with playing whatever the F the devs give you. Do you edit a movie before? I don't think PC gamers are envying console gamers. I also don't think PC gamers can be blamed for anything bad happening in gaming. Yes, the piracy is an issue, but... There's just been some interesting, you know, there was an interesting video put out by, um, uh, what's his name, Pirate Software, saying that uh, piracy is usually driven by economics. Like, if you lower the price of your game in certain uh, certain regions, you actually will see less piracy. I thought that was a really, really interesting uh, insight into the economics behind piracy. But, I will say, multi-plat launching on PC... I, I just think it's tough. I do. I think it's tough. Like, we, we, we've seen this happen time and time again. And Resic starts the day with a 20 bomb out of the gate. Han shot first, and so did you, but you used a cannonball. Rissick's not messing around. If we get roughly 100 members today, Hilly will not be able to use guns on Friday night when we play Helldivers, and then a single comes in from Rissick and takes us to 21. Every 25, I give five. I will gift right away to ensure we can hit that goal today. You guys have been absolutely rocking it. We're right on the doorstep of 3,000 members, and I appreciate it so, so much. 
So we are going to play this game on Friday night for members. And a five bomb from Rissick, ensuring that he's not just Han shooting first. He is the agent of chaos. And he takes us to 26, just like that, starting the day so, so strong. And I'll gift the five that I owe you. Thank you very much, Rissick. This guy is just going bonkers. He's taking over the chat. He's absolutely taking over the chat. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, guys. Your your chances of getting a gifted member increase the more you chat, the more you interact. Make sure you smash the like button. Let's set our sights on 200 likes. What a strong start to the day. We're going to be playing Helldivers for our second stream today. I'll also be playing Helldivers tomorrow night with Hilly as a community game night. And a five gifted member Bob Train is happening right now. This is unbelievable. A five bomb from Final Pineapple. A five bomb from Perfect Storm Gaming. A five bomb from MASH. And a five bomb from Patrick Q. If you guys got gifted a membership from Patrick Q, from MASH, from Perfect Storm Gaming, or from Final Pineapple, make sure that you guys say thank you. That's 20 members right off the rip. We're now on the doorstep of 50 members just like that. You guys are absolutely crushing it. Stop the toxic generosity, says Zubair. Yeah, some of us are trying to have a conversation. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is, that is actually hilarious. Oh man, you guys are you guys are nuts, dude. I love to see it, Hilly. These people really don't like you. They went crazy, so you had to uninstall Halo, and now they're trying to go crazy, so you can't use a gun in this game. We are currently at twenty nine oh two, and I'm gonna owe you guys some members, so we are very easily gonna hit three thousand today. And a gifted from Narwaffle comes in. Thank you so much. That's forty seven members on the day. Uh, yo, Mr. Rage-a-lot, thank you so much for picking a membership up on your own. Do me a favor, though, if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on all of the content, you right now are on the gifted tier. That allows you in the Discord, it gives you a sampling of the content, so you can come tomorrow night to member stream, you can come into the Discord. But there are streams like the Writer's Room, streams with my wife and things like that, that are reserved for the $6 tier. So, try out the $5 tier, see what you think, and then if you want to bump up, you can bump up later. And a 20 bomb comes in from Kratos and takes us to 67 on the doorstep of the next one of 75 unbelievable Kratos dropping a 20 bomb as the agent of chaos ghost in the garage gaming says we need to play hell divers together hey brother i'm gonna be playing today in about an hour and a half and i'm gonna need a crew and we've already got some people in the discord that are committed so if you want to play man you know get in there rip to my speakers I have the condenser on, and I also lean away from the mic when I yell at a 20 bomb from Ghosts in the Garage Gaming, and he takes us to 87. You are absolutely cooked, Hilly. You don't stand a chance. You are not going to be able to use a gun on Friday night. The, I'm telling you, these guys really don't like you. Oh, man, it's time for a new microfiber. I'm just smearing at this point. There we go. And a 20 bomb comes in. <laughs> Wait, where were we? Uh, and a 20 bomb comes in from MASH. And that takes us to what, 87? Had I even added ghosts in? No, Kratos took, it to, 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 took us to 67. 
Uh, Ghost in the Garage Gaming took us to 87. Mash takes us to 107. Right there. Just like that. Just like that. A 20 bomb train. 20 from Kratos. 20 from Ghost in the Garage Gaming. And 20 from Mash. Hilly, you're absolutely cooked, bro. You're cooked. Listen, a lot of you are leaving. You're like, is this even a talk show or is it just members, right? Is it just members? Listen, listen. I, I can't stop it. I can't stop people from doing this. We will, we will try to have a discussion. I think there's a good discussion, right? We can't talk in here. We can't talk, right? I want to have a discussion about this. Number one, I want to have a discussion about why in the world did they put anti-cheat in this game? It doesn't make any sense. You know, it's crashing on PC, is that because of the anti-cheat? Has anybody, you know, deduced the cause? Like, why is it crashing so much? Yo, Victory with eight months says, day and date for live service is a good idea, but if they start doing this with all the games, it'll be a slippery slope, and they'll wind up irrelevant like Xbox. Excuse me. And Jim D with nine months says, rip Hilly's guns. Yeah, let me refresh here the back end. Let's see where we stand. I'm going to just go ahead right now, and I'm going to drop the 20 bomb that I owe you guys for the first 100. All right, let's just keep it going. Let's get the member count as high as we possibly can. So before my 20 bomb hits, you guys are at 2960. My 20 bomb takes it to, 20, uh, to, to 2980. So you guys, are, you guys are within 20 members of taking the guns from Hilly. The next member goal for Hilly is to get his guns back. No, but then, then no one's going to gift members for that. They don't want to give them back to him. Another one. No, that's just from me. That's from me. I don't add that to the total, but it, it goes into the total and helps you guys hit it. Rissick with a $5 super chat says, this is why we have the best community. Thank you so much, Rissick. You really started the day strong, man. You really, really did. Guys, let's get eight more likes on the video. Let's get 200 likes. Let's try to have a conversation in the midst of all the gifted members, all right? Butter says, if PlayStation goes day and date to PC, I think mid-gen PlayStation 6 is the way to go. I know off the rip, I can get PlayStation games on PC day one. When they launch on PlayStation 6, I'm going to get a PC. If I want the base... Uh, base rod the best I don't care about the cost however like we always say consoles are important to those that want to plug and play I think the need for consoles in general is still very important well they did this with Suicide Squad having Denuvo in it yeah well no Denuvo's not anti-cheat Denuvo's DRM that's different Denuvo is anti-piracy and there's a kernel level anti-cheat in this right 3500 and Hilly has to get a divorce <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop. Oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. That's bad. That's a bad thing to laugh about. Laugh about. Can you explain why it's so bad about anti-cheat use here? Steam users hate anti-cheat. It's kernel-level anti-cheat, which generally, that's how Valorant did theirs and many others. But here's the thing. Do we know... It's hard not to see the coincidence. The platform that's got anti-cheat baked into the game is the one having all the crashes and a 50% score. Do we know if the anti-cheat's the cause? Now, generally speaking, I don't think so. Crashes are usually in the game itself, engine level. Something's wrong, right? But it's hard not to see the correlation of like, well, the platform with anti-cheat is crashing. 
Eugene says, I'm tired of people complaining about cheaters and then complaining about the tools to combat them. But why do we need anti-cheat in Helldivers 2? It's not some hyper-competitive PvP game where they're going to be having tournaments. This isn't Valorant. If you get in a game with a cheater, you freaking block them and report them from matchmaking and then you won't play with them ever again. I don't. Th- you don't need anti-cheat in a game like Helldivers. It doesn't make any sense. Bolton with 11 months. Is it Sunday yet? <laughs> How are we today, my fellow zombies? Yeah, is it Sunday yet? Right? Is it Jimmy Shaker Day? PS5 crashes in the customization menu. Yeah, that's where my crash happened, Fat Lump. I went to put on my um, my outfit from the Ultra Edition or whatever the heck it's called, and it crashed. That's where my crash happened. That's probably an easy fix. It's it's going to maybe it's calling the skin to apply it, and it's crashing. Wooly says it's probably to protect their monetization. Eugene says there's a global metagame. Ah, that's fair. No, that's fair. What Eugene's saying is right. Because the gamers, the players can control the flow of the game, you could have cheaters completely ruin it. You could. They would basically ruin it. They would come in and be like, oh, we're doing well, or we're fighting this front, or this is happening. Yeah, we're going to cheat and ruin it. Yeah, I didn't. Cons- I did not consider that there, that there is an aspect of the players control the outcome of the game. And that's, and that's when you get large-scale cheating, that, that certainly could happen. Guys, currently we are at 2980. We only need 20 members to secure the 3000 goal and then Hilly can't use guns on Friday night. I would secure that very quickly so then we don't have to worry about it. All throughout the day sometimes we're losing members here and there because 30 days ago you might have gifted some. So, just going to throw that out there. I would put the pedal down and then we can chill. We don't got to worry about it. Alapark says, just a minor correction, Denuvo does have anti-tamper aspects to it, but it's typically known for DRM. Oh, my mistake. I thought Denuvo was only about DRM and and, and piracy protection. I didn't know there was any sort of anti-tamper or anti-cheat baked into it. What can I use? You can use stratagems, you can use grenades, and you can reload my rocket launcher. You can do quite a bit without shooting guns, actually, right? There's a lot you can do, because you can pull down stratagems, support stratagems, grenades, you know, ordnance stratagems, things like that. Uh, And a five bomb comes in from Siege, and he takes us up just a little bit closer. 15 more members now to secure the hilly hijinks incentive that we've got going. Thank you so much, Siege Master, for dropping five more on the chat. Hilly's going to run around with nades only. Yeah, the, the grenades and the ordnance are actually pretty strong in this game. And a 10 bomb comes in from Keithius and takes us to 122. Just three away from me, Owen. You guys, five more. Thank you so much, Keithius. So many generous people here. If you have been gifted a member, I strongly encourage you, get into our Discord. They do a a, a community call on the weekends. People are connecting and playing games, right? Nobody's dating or getting married, but hey, you never know. Also, it's a great way to just take advantage of the fact that you're now a member of the community for a month. 
test it out see if you like us see if you like the community and if you do you can bump up by a dollar to the standard member tier for six bucks if you decide to pick up a membership all on your own right now make sure you pick the six dollar member tier you don't have to sit around and wait for a gifted but the five dollar gifted tier is not it's not for you to pick up it's for people to gift members the player could probably put in a cheat that they would become a game master and ruin the game for people the devs responded they're working on fixes for PC. Been playing this afternoon on PC. It runs well on my 4070 laptop. No crashes, crashes, but I can't join lobbies. Yeah, we're hearing that matchmaking is basically broken. So we, our plan is to play this for the second stream today. We will probably end this talk show in like an hour and a half. And But before I end it, I'm going to make sure we can get into a dadgum game first. Even if we can only play for 20 or 30 minutes and just showcase the game, that's worth doing. But I don't want to boot up for a gameplay stream and be like, yeah, we can't get in each other's lobbies. Like, that's, that's not going to work. Hilly with no guns is sandbagging the team. For sure. For sure. We are currently at 20... We're currently at 2,995 members. Who's taking the glory? Who's going to hit the five bomb for 3K? Somebody's got to take it. It's it's there for the taking. We might end up with a five gifted member train, but who cares? It'll just be more and more people getting in. The servers just crashed, said Barrier. When I saw it topping the sales charts on Steam, I was a little worried. I was like, yo, those servers are going to be a disaster tomorrow. And people were like, yeah, but just turn off crossplay. I'm like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> that that doesn't matter, man. That amount of people, if that many people are getting it on Steam, you got to think a lot of people are also getting it on PlayStation. And Siege Master secures it. Kratos a little too slow. I thought we might get a train bomb going. And we do. Kratos with a five. Five from Rob V. And a single from Marcus. Thank you guys so, so much. That is... What is that? That's 10 to the 32 plus the 6 38. Uh, and there we, oops, there we go. 38 and all the way to 48 because a 10 bomb comes in from the man himself, Rithic. There it is. 148 out of 50. You did it. No guns for you, Hilly. No guns for you. Two more and I'll drop a 10 bomb. We're two away from 150. And then we we, we, we can chill, y'all. I don't have any other goals for you, okay? <laughs> I don't have any other goals for you. Joining friends works totally fine. It's the matchmaking. Oh, oh, so we'll be fine. We'll be fine just to boot up and join friends. Okay, cool. Well, that doesn't... I mean, obviously, if the servers go down, we can't play, right? <laughs> Is Until Dawn a live service? I'm not sure why you're asking me that. And a single comes in from Lone Wolf, taking us to 149. There it is. I love these weekly incentives. It's a lot better than like trying to set some crazy goal for the month. I think it's better to like each week kind of gauge where we are and just give you guys an attainable goal and just something fun to do on a Friday night. And Lone Wolf takes us to 150, but Rissick can't resist. Agent of Chaos once again pushes us past the goal. Absolutely insane. Let me drop a 10 bomb on chat that I owe you for the 50. That's so many new members today. I'm telling y'all, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. This is a great community. If you've if you've 
you've heard things about me and us man just hang out for 10 minutes and you'll know that nonsense isn't true we're having a good time and we've got a great community of people you need to get in that discord i'm telling you there's dope homies in there you're missing out you're missing out if you're not hanging out in there you really and truly are all right there's the 10 that i owe there we go we're all the way paid up we killed it but you know who's not going to be killing it hilly he's not going to be killing anyone yeah, we are currently at 3,034. There we get it. There we go. Next goal is for Hilly to uninstall Halo Master Chief Collection. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that to him. I'm not doing that to him. Element Hero says, I can see you playing the song Be a Man while you play Helldivers with your friends. Hilly says, I'm going to McDonald's with the kids to forget about you guys for an hour. <laughs> That's good. Loney's dope homies. That's right. Is Helldivers 2 server-based or peer-to-peer? Oh, I actually don't know. The servers that went down might have been the matchmaking servers. We might still be able to play if it's peer-to-peer and you can just send invites. I actually don't know. I don't. Hilly, just play solo a bit, buy some turrets, and just pop them and grenades. There you go. I1's giving you some tips, Hilly. Ghost in the Garage Gaming says, Servers are going through it right now. Everyone must be hopping on in the States. It's going to get worse as the day goes on, right? Because the other time zones are going to wake up, right? Eastern and Central are logging on right now. You know, West Coast is probably, they're logging on in the next hour or so. Rissick with a five spot. Every Saturday, we have a hangout in the Discord, he says. Come by and join. It's a great group of people. Right there is a great reason to join the Discord. Discord.gg slash Reforge TV. Discord.gg slash Reforge TV. So get in there, guys, and join that Discord. Lots of lots of great people in there. We have we have people right now that have paid a ton of money today. I myself have paid money today to give you access to the Discord. You can see if you like it to pick up your own membership. So thank you so much. Every day we do a writer's room segment. That is reserved for the $6 tier and above. That's the thing you can upgrade for. That's where we plan our shows. Old Soul says, who's talking about me? I'll calmly explain why their perceptions are skewed by illegitimate man-children. What you talking about, Old Soul? Can't even get off the home screen right now. Is it that bad? I expected that. When I saw it on the top of the ch- the, the, the top-selling charts on Steam, I expected server problems. I was like, that's too many. That's Yeah, that's too many people. They're not going to be equipped for that. They're going to get inundated. I don't know if anybody expected this game to have the explosion it's having as far as sales on Steam go and that's always going to cause server problems I think the bigger issue are the crashes on PC and if it is in fact related to the anti-cheat I was rather quickly compelled that anti-cheat is necessary on PC because the players can dictate what happens like we can we can affect the outcome of the game and you don't want cheaters being able to ruin that I don't know, Lono, my AI bot wrote that. Well, tell your AI bot to chill. Europe is finishing work and for the next four hours. Yeah, that convergence of time is going to be horrible. You've got Europe coming home from work. You've got West Coast waking up. And so all the United States and Europe are going to be trying to log in and play. Like that's that convert that time zone convergence is going to be tough on the servers for sure on the matchmaking it's day one you're never ready for user numbers no matter how much testing you do 
The game is dead on arrival, another crap port to PC. I mean, that's obviously a little hyperbolic. Uh, Tons of games launch and have issues day one, and they get fixed, you know, hopefully relatively quickly. I wouldn't call it dead on arrival. I do think it's cause for concern about day and date PC releases because it's getting a 90% on PlayStation, you know. I did, you know, that's that that doesn't show that doesn't sound like a DOA game to me. It sounds like they sold a ton of copies. The concern would be that if it's that bad on Steam because of the crashing, everybody's just going to refund it and not look back. This morning, uh, ideas playing with UK guys and oh, you were playing with some UK guys and some Aussies. Kaiser says, I disagree. Open betas are a good measure. I think the biggest challenge that live service games face, I saw, um, I saw, was it, uh, Keith, Mighty Keith was talking about this. He thought it was a red flag that there were no reviews. And I replied to Brooklyn, Brooklyn Breed, who, who had, who had retweeted it. And I was like, I don't know why people are suddenly expecting reviews, day one reviews for live service games. They're not going to turn the servers on for, for the devs like one or two weeks early. They're not going to do it. It's this. This is common knowledge. This was indicated by people like Jez Corden and others in the know who are like, "Yeah, they don't do this. They don't send out codes and turn on the servers early." Charles Freeman is keeping the member train going and takes us up to one fifty-six. I can't think of any other incentives. There's got to be something else funny we could do Friday night because you guys are still bringing the heat. I mean, we could easily hit. What? We could probably hit 3250 today if we really wanted. You guys are currently at 3034. With mine, I mean, I get five every, that's 20 every 100. We could probably go a little crazy. I just don't know what incentive we could do. I can't even think of anything. You guys have been so generous. I'm running out of ideas. Lono, don't be the friendly fire guy when you play, but more importantly, don't be the guy that keeps getting hit with it either. Hey, man. I'm not the friendly fire guy. I'm usually very, very aware of those things. We had guys when we played Call of Duty that were the friendly fire guys. They were... Yeah. Yeah. You can't even play. Servers are crashing. Yeah. I popped the game on as soon as I came home from work. Really fun and knowing that matchmaking didn't work and don't have friends playing, so we'll wait for servers to fix. Code giveaway? I don't have a code to give away. I mean, if they want to send me one, I would do that, but I've already bought the game. I don't really need a code. I mean, I'd be happy to do a code giveaway, but I don't don't have any contacts at the devs. I've not had any contact with their community team or anything like that. I didn't didn't try to get a code. I just generally buy games day one. You know, I buy them, preload them, and play them day one with you guys. That's generally how we handle it here. Played this morning for a few missions and only crashed once. See, this is going to be one of the big dilemmas for a game like this, is that if your buddies aren't on, like, how many people right now would boot up this game and play and they would just want to matchmake to try it out and they can't? Well, you don't want to play solo from everything I'm hearing. So, that uh, that's going to hurt your game's reception if people can't play, you know? It had a good score on PlayStation that might not last. Another dope-looking shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another one from Into the AM. My daughter calls this the her, my Stray shirt. She loves the video game Stray. She actually beat it on her own. And there's cats down here in the street. And she, the first time she saw this, she's like, is that a Stray shirt? And I was like, sure, kiddo. It's a Stray shirt, you know? And she's like, can I have it when you're done with it? And I'm like, well, when would I be done with it? You know what I mean? It's like, are you already planning for... You want me to, you know, to bequeath all my shirts to you when I die? 
But yeah, she thinks it's a stray shirt. Remember, if you get any shirts from Into the AM to use code LONO uh, or uh, intotheam.com slash LONO. We appreciate it very, very much. Solo equals bad and no fun. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a game built for that. So that's always going to be a problem like this. Like this game is dependent upon you got to have people in the funnel and you got to have matchmaking working or, you know, what are you going to do? That's going to be an issue with the game staying power. I talked about that. You know, that's one of my, my my primary questions with games like this is, will it have staying power? Are you going to want to play this game two or three months from now? Or are you going to say, well, no, I don't want to play that game. You know, I got bored or none of my friends were playing anymore or, you know, matchmaking took suit too long. Things like that can compound on each other and drive people away from the game. So the staying power of the game and the roadmap cadence of the post-launch content is going to play a significant role in, you know, how how well and how strong the game's health uh, ends up being. So I want to thank a lot of the people who have decided to upgrade to the standard membership, the $6 membership. We had only about 180 people doing that a couple of months ago. We now have over 230 people that have done that. We also have over 240 people at VIP. So a lot of people have bumped up. If you're in that gifted pool, man, we appreciate you being here. If you cannot afford your own membership, you all you have to do is hang out here on a regular basis and you will probably continue to get one. But if you can't afford your own membership, bump up for the dollar, make room for the folks that are uh, unable to afford their membership. And thank you to all of the people who have hit the subscribe button today, man. A ton of new subscribers. Thank you so, so much as we cruise to 35,000 subscribers. Awesome to see. Been playing solo at the moment and I'm enjoying it regardless. Shooting feels awesome in third and first person. Did you guys see my clip on Twitter? You can hit prone. You double tap to prone and you can pull back on the joystick and you'll throw yourself back on your back and like lay on the ground like John Wick style. Just like it's awesome. I was like people were saying, you know, there's other games that have done that like Metal Gear and Max Payne. I was like, yeah, I don't feel like I've done this in a really long time. This is awesome. Can we do let's do this in more games, please? You know. Playing on PC runs fine with epic settings and 140 frames. I don't think people are having issues with it with, with like running. It's the crashing. So if you haven't experienced a crash yet, then count yourself lucky. You know, the crashes then could be a driver issue. You know, if you're not experiencing it, maybe maybe there's certain combinations of you know CPU GPU that are less likely to crash. You know, that's been that's happened before with PC games. You know, certain cards crash more than others. Certain configurations crash more than others. You know, you never know. Jaggy says, I've been playing solo. You just have to play lower difficulty for a while. Oh, okay. So you can just lower the difficulty. Now, how much does that affect, like, you know, earn rate on stuff? Does it does it diminish it quite a bit? Do you Is it, like, noticeable? Thank you so much, Brian King, for keeping your membership here, dude. Appreciate you very, very much. Just an observation where has Brono been? Oh, he's on a trip right now, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taking a he's taking a little vacay. He was gonna try to come stateside, but it just wasn't gonna work out. I was not in a position to take a trip up to Ohio with him because last time like he came here and then we went up to Ohio. I was like, I'm just not in a position right now to do that. I can't take it any take he can't take a trip. We have too much going on with the kiddos uh, and just life in general. And so 
he was maybe going to consider just flying into Ohio, but then my brother and family and parents up there had too much going on as well. It just didn't line up. His break that he gets uh, with school and stuff in Korea is in February, which for us, that's like a really busy time. It's like stuff with school starting back up and commitments with, uh, with programs and church and everything else. And it's just like, yeah, we can't do a trip right now. And a 10 spot from Borbor. Really, tell me what time the best game of the year was a PC exclusive. They're envious. If a mediocre game launches on PC like Alan Wake, reviews act like it's God of War because loud PC crowd. Well, okay, some of what you're saying, I I understand is a perspective that people have that like a lot of the big AAA games that are award-winning don't hit PC. That's why I thought it was, you know, Asmongold's rant about, like, he can't wait for the consoles to die so that people can play anywhere. And yet the closed ecosystems are are some of the strongest evidences of, like, strong AAA games, award-winning games, right? I don't agree with what you're saying, though, that, like, Alan Wake is mediocre. That thing got tons of nominations and recognition for artistic creativity and depth, unique storytelling, um, the soundtrack, the cinematics, the voice acting. Calling Alan Wake mediocre is a little odd to me. Like, I did not have the time to play it, and I really wanted to. I can only play games in like one, sometimes maybe two hour spurts, and that game's just not really set up for that. So, yeah, you also can't ignore Baldur's Gate 3. Like, Baldur's Gate 3 was game of the year, and that was basically a PC game. Now, you're saying PC exclusive. Yes, of course. That's a very shallow... That's a shallow... That's a very narrow group. There's not a lot of... PC exclusives that hit that level of notoriety, you're correct. But Baldur's Gate 3 was essentially born on PC early access in Steam, and it ended up being game of the year. So I get where you're coming from. I think you're just being too extreme in your in your position. You're you're drawing such bright lines on the issue, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there are some great games. PC brings a lot to the table. I don't think you just dismiss it. And I also don't think Alan Wake 2 is mediocre. And a renewed membership for 26 months from Adnor, uh, holding off on PC until hotfixes. We are all paying to be beta testers, such BS. Yeah, sadly, it feels that way for the PC folks with Helldivers 2. Uh, so perfect with uh, Magnus sitting there watching his reaction. What's this? Is this the clip of Colin saying... Yeah, manipulated creators and influencers, they misunderstood the role they played in Xbox's marketing. Right, yeah, I I think it's, to me, yeah, that's a whole other subject. I don't want to crack open that can right now. Um, Yeah, I don't want to crack open that can right now, Eugene. PCs are superior to consoles, but not everyone wants to spend three to four thousand dollars. Well, superior is subjective to the user. It's not superior for a consumer that isn't set up for it, doesn't have a room for it, you know, doesn't want to hook it up to a TV. Like, there's a lot of reasons that people would say it's not superior, right? They're like, I can spend way less money and have a much more convenient experience. Well, to them, that's superior, right? If you're talking pure processing power, what you're saying is so obvious, I don't know if it needs to be said, right? Well, you know, these $3,000 monster gaming rigs are are stronger than consoles. Sure. Yep. And a rocket's 
faster than a paper airplane. Like, what, are we going to say anything else? It's like blatantly obvious. You know what I'm saying? Like, t- superior is just superior is subjective. You know, if somebody wants to spend twelve hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, and have a really nice PC that w- that is stronger than a PS5 or you know stronger than a Series X, and that's what they value. Well, then that to them, their conclusion is this is superior to the person that's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to spend 500 bucks, plug it into my TV, crowd, you know, lounge back on my couch and play games to them. That's superior, you know, and I, I think that if you look at the saturation of the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 5, I think you're seeing that a lot of the bluster and a lot of the chest puffing that some people do about PC versus console I think it's just rooted in their own version of tribalism rather than being rooted in reality or facts you know it's not it's it's not facts based it's ideological it's like I think people just take this stuff way too seriously you know you'll find that the people that are the most chill about this and don't really care about any of this is like I don't freaking care where you play why would I care about that can you believe it? Can you believe these guys spend this kind of money on a PC? Like, I don't care. You know, the people who are the most chill are the people who have every platform. It's like when you have a PC and a PlayStation and an Xbox and a Nintendo Switch, this just isn't even a, a mindset. You only find this mindset from people who primarily play on PC or only have this console. And it's like, your narrow experience and view is just making you unpleasant. Like,. <laughs> It's like, you know, there are plenty of people who, you know, prefer PC or just have an Xbox or just have a PlayStation and they don't take it this far. It's just the commonality that I've noticed is, you know, the people that make fun of the console wars, I mean, they're just as tribalistic. They just, they just prefer a different plastic device that they play on. Theirs has just got RGB in it and it's sitting on a desk. You're not any different. Uh, They like to act like they're different, but they're not any different. It's the same energy. It's the same weird extended adolescent insecure energy of like well I'm going to make myself feel better by getting braggadocious about the hardware I play on who gives a frick like you know what I'm saying what are you going to do next make fun of the fact that I drive a Honda Odyssey and you drive a truck like you know what I mean how small is it tell us Crenab with 9 months the PC Master Race Gremlins are just as bad as the console warriors have been saying it for a year now they're all a horse of a different color. They're all doing the same thing. It's tribalistic nonsense. You play where you want to play. You know? Enjoy what you want to enjoy. I think the discussion about day and date PC releases, I think it's an interesting discussion because it's like, this is something that a lot of the developers have said, man. If you build for one ecosystem, if you build for one system, your game ends up being more optimized. Your game ends up coming out in better shape, and then you can port it later. And now we have, once again, we've got evidence that here we go again. Game comes out, and it's worse on PC. Like, I, you, you can almost see why the, some of the PC guys have a, have, a, have a loathing and an anger toward console guys, because this happens. And... You know, it's probably got to be tiring. It's got to be tiring to be like, here we go again. We invest all this money in a really high-end piece of equipment, and then we get what feels like table scraps. We get a game that didn't prioritize our experience or didn't properly optimize or wants to put in 
stupid Denuvo and and or or you know or the the anti cheats necessary. Sadly, because again, once I considered the fact that the players themselves can affect the outcome of the game, it's like, well, you need something in there. Games are way cheaper on PC, and you don't have to play online. Sure. Yep. It's cheaper to wait and watch a movie in your living room, but some people are going to go drop $100 on the theater experience. Like, it's just a matter of what people value. Some people don't care. You know? They don't care. They're like, dude, it's just easier. You know? It's just easier for them. just makes more sense. First seeds might have to go solo. If you plan on doing Helldivers 2 gameplay, the matchmaking and co-op connection right now is in a shambles and needs patched. Probably have to go at it solo. Why do you say it needs patched, Detective Seeds? Are you seeing evidence that it's not just server overload? It's not just it's not just traffic, high traffic causing instability? Do you think there's actual problems with the the net code of the game as far as matchmaking and co-op is concerned? I'm not paying to play online. I'm paying for a total service as Eugene. That's honestly lost on that discussion every time. It gets reduced down to you're paying for online. And it's like, no, we're not, but okay, you know. I'm hearing pay to win complaints for Helldivers. No PvP. There can't be. I, I don't. I, the, how is there pay to win in a non-PvP game? That, that term, I told you all this when Lost Ark came out. And, I, and, I, and I've said this before. You can't have pay to win if there's no player versus player. That it's a nonsensical inv- in 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 uh it's a nonsensical use of the term. Pay to win was born out of games that create a culture where you have to pay to win. When you're playing a game that is purely PVE and co-op with others, you're, there, there is no culture where you feel like you have to pay to win. Win what? Like, I, this is this is exactly what I've said. Gamers have made it a terrible. They've made a terrible habit out of using terms so blanketedly, and it's like, well, now it means nothing because pay to win in a sports game where it's like predatory and manipulative and sinister you're now calling that pay to win and this game pay to win why because you can like buy a gun now i'm never a fan of letting people buy guns but i'm going to criticize it for different reasons i'm going to criticize it for its acidic to player incentivization it's not pay to win. Like, make the appropriate criticism. Leaderboards, dude, with all due respect, like, who gives a frick about leaderboards? Like, seriously? Who cares? You're not beating another player. Texas C says, I don't think it's just traffic uh, based because one aspect will allow in and then it kicks shortly after getting in, whereas the multiplayer social join cannot even connect to try to join. I'll be honest with you, Detective Seeds. I'm not an expert, but that sounds like traffic-based. We've played games before where the high traffic causes you to just get kicked out, or you just can't even do it. You go to look and it just won't even let you. That sounds like a traffic issue. Karen's uh, Raisin Potato Salad. Your name is just awful. Uh, (laughs) Need an idea. Buy and give away a copy of Helldivers 2. Oh, I don't do giveaways, homie. I hate giveaways. 
like I, I actually dis I dislike them greatly when like a sponsor wants to do a giveaway I always tell them I say I don't like giveaways you will have to handle it I don't want to do it and they're like okay we'll handle it just give us the names I'm like okay I'm, I'll do that but I'm not I, 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 can't, I hate giveaways yo Zephyrus with six months hello sir how are you it could be it's just weird one it allows it allows in and one will not I remember playing day one call of duty back in the day and we would get three people in the squad but we couldn't get four five and six or you'd get like you'd get a couple people to join but then that guy can't join and you'd switch somebody else to host and then everybody could join except for now this guy can't join I don't know that that sounds like high traffic to me Doomer Dan says, I respect your opinion, but to me, any monetization that allows you to gain a gameplay advantage is pay to win, regardless of PvP or PvE. Okay, but here's the problem, all right? The, the history of the term is important, okay? Because it conveys an idea. Pay to win is bad, it's sinister, it's awful because of what it does to the PvP environments of the games where it shows up. It doesn't have the same effect in a game like this. Because if you can grind for the gun, and I can buy the gun, that's not the same as a sporting game where it's like, no, if you want that really good team or that really good player, you gotta buy the packs, or you're never gonna get it. Don't you see the difference? It's like, now we could have a different discussion. I've not looked into it because the game just launched. Did they keep the gun behind the paywall? It was my understanding I could earn the stuff to buy it. That was my understanding from the one trailer when they talked about this stuff. Is that I can earn it. Then that's not pay to win. You're just paying to skip the grind. Plenty of games do that. They let you pay to skip the grind. I can still catch up to you. I can still get the thing that you've got. So you get an advantage for what? A week? Who cares? If the advantage withers with time, it's not an advantage. When someone spends $300 and gets a god-tier team in FIFA, and I don't have that team, I can't overcome that with time. I don't have the players. I don't have the percentages. It's not possible. So paying to skip, paying to skip is just simply not equivalent to paying for power that cannot be earned. Like they're not, they're not equal. I'm telling you, these terms, they're so important. I get really pedantic on this because it's really important in your criticisms. You don't want to waste this term on games like Helldivers 2. You want to use pay to win when it's present in games like it shows up where it completely ruins the culture of the game where you've got to pay money or you will not compete that's where it should be used not where Johnny credit card can get the gun a little earlier than me because he's got less time than he does money we all know people like this it's like they're like I can only play a couple hours a week dude I'm swiping mom's credit card or I've got disposable income I'm swiping my credit card we know these people it's not that big of a deal it really isn't Cheating pay to win and devices like Cronus and Zen are all the same. Spending money to win. Well, I mean, again, this is you can't do that in this game. You can't win. You can't beat another person. 
Eugene says, criticism and complaint lands so much better when it's surgical. Right, like metaphorically like stomping your feet and be like, ah, it's pay to win! And it's like, is it? Like, it just, you just sound, you just sound like you're throwing out like internet vernacular. It doesn't sound like you're saying something specific. I'm going to try to stream the game later, Brooklyn Breed. We're hearing that the connections and matchmaking are terrible right now. Um, and the score on PC is awful because of the crashing. It's crashing, and there's a kernel-level anti-cheat that's got people upset. Now, we don't know if the anti-cheat is causing the crashing, but crashing on PlayStation only seems to happen, from what we've heard this morning, from my experience as well as somebody else in chat, seems to happen when you go to the customization bench and you, like, change your outfit. That's where my crash happened. I'm not hearing reports of crashes in gameplay on the PlayStation. What are your thoughts on paying for an XP boost in a single-player game? I, I don't care. Yeah, if it's like Assassin's Creed or something, I don't care. If they want to monetize convenience and the guy next to me is like, yeah, I'm just going to pay for this because I don't have time. I'm short on time, whatever. Now, hang on, though, Joggle. I've not given you my full answer. If it becomes apparent that the developers have intentionally choked out progression so my own investment is pitted against me I call that the art of the squeeze they basically bottleneck you everything's fine everything's great until it isn't and now that you put in all this time and now you put in all these hours everything's slowing down but fear not you can spend money to speed it up oh yeah like that to me I have a problem with again that's not pay to win. That's not pay to win. I call that the art of the squeeze. I call that manipulative. I call that using the player's uh, sunk cost against them. You're weaponizing their own hours of investment against them to motivate a purchase. Isn't that so much better as a criticism than just going, yeah, it's pay to win. Assassin's Creed lets you buy XP. It's pay to win. It's like, what the huh? One sounds nonsensical and the other sounds very specific and like lasered in at what the problem is. And within Helldivers 2, I will have to play the game to come to my own conclusion. Am I able to earn these guns and the currency for these guns at a good enough earn rate that purchasing them with real money is more seen as a convenience than something that they're pushing me towards. My only problem with pay for XP boost is that it opens the door for devs and pubs to manipulate the XP earn rate. There you go. We're on the same page. That's always my concern. I don't mind telling somebody, hey man, limited time, no worries, we got skips, we got speed ups. As long as the natural earn rates and the natural progressions in the game aren't absurd. Popo Yopo is saying the same thing. It's only alright if the progression is reasonable without paying. Here's why I generally think when there's a shortcut that you can pay for, like Helldivers 2, right? You can buy these guns instead of waiting to earn the currency. Generally speaking, those earn rates are healthy and not abused or, or manipulated. Do you want to know why? It's because you almost need the whales to feel like oh I'll do that but you need everybody else to be happy you you can't drive all these normal 
more middle-of-the-road players away with your monetization and your earn rate. If every time you boot up Helldivers, you're like, good golly, it's going to take me a week and a half to get that gun at this rate. Well, you're not going to do that. But if you're like, oh, I could get that in a couple of play sessions, now you see like, okay, I understand the people that pay for it, right? They want it right now. They want immediate satisfaction. I'm happy to wait. I can get that in a couple of play sessions. But like, if the carrot's so far out into the distance that you can't even see the dadgum thing, that's when you're going to lose people. So there's a psychological element to this. Like, you can't completely imbalance your game and they could be like, oh yeah, you want this gun? Yeah, it'll probably take about 100 play hours to get. Or you can buy it for $5. Well, the average person's going to look at that and know what that is. They're going to be like, well, man, forget your freaking game then. I ain't playing your game. You're trying to manipulate me into spending money. So, I don't think it's common because I think it backfires. Gran Turismo 7 recovered after Sony backtracked. Yeah, they were doing stuff with the monetization that got ridiculed. Like, look at the Metacritic score for Gran Turismo 7 from the users. It got it got obliterated. And now look at the user scores. If you go to the PlayStation Store, GT7's got a great score. Well, because they went and they fixed it all. They walked it all back. The consumer... This is why I always tell people, make a specific criticism don't just call it pay to win we have power we can flex that power and we can get companies to walk things back remember when battlefront was doing all of its stuff with monetization and the gaming community was up in arms and then they walked it all back now i think they what they, they ended up doing it anyway didn't they didn't they end up putting it all in anyway in any case we we can affect games it, it, it didn't get put back into gran turismo 7 that's a better example I feel like some of the bad stuff got put back into Battlefront. Like, people were like, yeah, they added in like three months later. Which wouldn't surprise me. Absolutely agree with you. You really have to just sit back and look at the situation and determine if this is a manipulative practice and then go from there. Exactly. Uh, The amount of content also needs to be justifiable for the base price. Well, one of the reasons that I think this game in particular was selling so well was because of the price point. I'm telling you, we talked about this the other day when everyone's like, well, if there's no competition, then Sony's going to charge $100 for their game. Okay, you need to study basic economics. Like, luxury markets, the price is driven by consumer. It's not driven by the companies, right? That's a whole other subject. People throw that fear-mongering around because they actually misunderstand luxury leisure markets and how the relationship between the consumer demand and the price point are actually more integral integral than the fact that like the, 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 the company can't just be like, well, it's $1,000 now for a console. Like We control price by how we respond to it more than they control price by just setting it. But again, that's a whole separate discussion. In that discussion, though, this is what I said. I could imagine in six years seeing video games, big AAA games around $80, and then seeing games, AA games, more maybe smaller budget games, landing in the $50 range. What you do then is you create this spectrum of expectation that when you see a game like Helldivers drop, or let's take a game like Hi-Fi Rush, Hi-Fi Rush would probably be 50 or 60 bucks instead of being 70 or 80. 
smaller in scope, smaller in budget, right? So then when the consumer buys the product, they, they, they sort of know what they're getting. They under, they understand the difference in substance, quality, and depth when they're buying something and the price is that different and it's that vast. We do that now. If you go buy a single movie, you know it's not going to be as expensive as buying an entire season of a show. Why? quantity of entertainment like you're just going to get way more now that doesn't mean you can only charge 70 bucks 80 bucks for your game if it's like a thousand hour game or a hundred hour game that's not what i'm saying it is though uh, there's like a qualitative assessment there you understand why you're paying more than you would over here i think that's going to start to happen in the gaming industry you're going to see more of a uh it'll look more like a genuine marketplace Instead of coming to the marketplace and being like, everything's 70, and sometimes there's these indie titles for 20 or 30. And be like, no, that game's 80, that game's 70, that game's 60, that game's 50, yeah, this game over here's 30. Like, there'll be more of a pricing, uh, a pricing variance meta, where people will, I thought something happened, chat like froze, and now it says that we lost like 120 viewers. If you guys are having to refresh, I'm not sure what YouTube is doing, um... But if you're having some problems, it's not on my end. I am sorry if you're experiencing those problems. Sometimes lowering quality and refreshing can help. Um, but that that's a massive, massive fluctuation right there. So people might be having some issues. For those of us who are old as stone, remember that Super Mario Bros. 3 first release was 90 Well, and according to inflation, that was like $120 back then. You were spending a lot of money to buy those games. It was really expensive to buy games back then. You know, people want to talk about plastic and cartridges. Okay, that's not the primary driver. It was a brand new idea. It was a luxury. It was like, this is the only way you're going to be able to play video games in your house. It's called a skill issue with what? What are you talking about? Isn't the rational consumer only supposed to worry about their own needs? Do you worry about my grocery store experience when you go grocery shopping? Oh, what are you guys debating? Yes, they're wrong because it makes 99% don't want to experience far worse. How can you say that with such certainty? There are people on console and PC that want it. Are they wrong? What's Milton saying? Pay to progress is a mobile game thing and has no place on console or PC games. Yeah, um, in, in, oh, the stream not loading is a skill issue. Okay, I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Um, yeah, in, in general, I think there is, there's a lot of, um, one second. Woo, excuse me. Sneezing. Um, there are a lot of, you know, pretty strong positions and you know almost they're almost when people get really you know they, they speak in platitudes right full price games shouldn't have microtransactions right and then this game comes out and it's not a full price game because hi thank you and people will say you know kind of like what Milton's saying all oh, pay to progress pay to skip has no place on console and PC Okay. Why? Why? 
don't think I've ever seen Lono sneeze. Really? I got about one minute into this morning's opening monologue and I felt like I was going to sneeze. Suppressing that sneeze and talking normal was was not easy, you know. I don't know if anybody noticed, but I was like, I, I <laughs> yeah. I was real nervous. I was like, oh, here we go. I just started the show. I just hit record. Joker Quinn, one of the kings of single gifteds, bumps the line to 157. We've had an absolute banner day, over 3,000 total members. Hilly can't use a gun tomorrow night. Make sure tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, you are here. Microsoft has responded to the FTC's filing claiming that Activision was already planning on eliminating a significant number of jobs while still operating as an independent company. The recent announcement thus cannot be attributed fully to the merger. Yeah, I don't think the FTC has any legs there. I don't. The, the executive level at at Activision's gonna gonna be like, yeah, we were already planning on this. You know, maybe not the total, but they were probably already planning on removing about half the people that got removed. Ghost in the Garage Gaming says, I'm telling you right now, this game is a lot of fun. I believe it. I've been doing this a long time and still gets nervous. Oh, I don't get nervous about going live and talking. I just don't have, I put a lot of, um, I put a lot of energy and focus into the production of the show. Like it's, it starts and I'm immediately talking and I'm immediately in the monologue and then I'm talking to you guys. Like there is a, um, I also take a lot of pride in my audio quality. You know, apparently my content's overproduced. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. Um, but that's why I'm like, oh, please don't sneeze. I don't want the show open to be ruined. You know, I take a lot of pride in the the, the opening monologue. I, I, I put a lot of time into writing that monologue. So all of my friends are on the game. I hate this. What you work in Brooklyn? You can't play right now. This debate's so tired, says JG from space. It's 2024. Microtransactions are a thing. They're never going away. Well, I want to read what Milton's saying. He says, time is your most valuable asset. If a game wastes your time with systems that encourage spending money to bypass them, I have no time for them. Skill and only skill should affect your progression, in my opinion. All right, well, hang on one second, Milton. At one level, we are in agreement. I would even think Zubair would agree with you. Nobody here is advocating for systems that are intentionally built so you feel choked out, so you feel like spending money. I, you know, I talked about that earlier. I call it the art of the squeeze, where everything's fine, and then they bottleneck the game and squeeze you. Right? They bottleneck and squeeze you, and then all of a sudden you're like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? Like now my, you're, you're almost using my sunk cost in the game against me. You want to keep playing? You want to keep making progression? Well, then you better spend money. Well, then you're going to look at that differently. You're going to say, well, I don't want to, that's, we are, we are all against that. But what I'm in support of is a game that's ongoing. All post-launch content for this game will be free. I don't care if they want to sell a cosmetic or a shortcut to somebody. I don't care. Let the whales pay for my content. I don't give. I do not give a hoot about that. Why would you care about that? You're basically letting the convenience and the cash flow of another player pay for your content. That's that's how that works, right? 
the whales are paving the way. That doesn't mean we are in support of scummy practices. Oh, you're on vacation. Fiance was going to buy another PS5, but I was like, oh, I can wait. But as the date got closer, the more I got upset. Well, I tell you what, Brooklyn, matchmaking's a disaster and people are getting disconnected and stuff. So you're probably better off waiting anyway. Day one playing games like this is always tough. This is why I think too many, too many gamers formulate opinions and viewpoints that are so rigid while being really broad. And it's like, you, how do you maintain that? So a $40 game can't have convenience microtransactions? Like, where where is the line with you? Is cosmetic only okay? There are people that hate cosmetics. They're like, they shouldn't sell cosmetics. It should all be earnable in the game. Shelly says, Helldivers 2 is awesome. I play on PS5. It's sad to come online to talk about this and the convo is PC players uh, flinging mud. It's such a shame. I'm impressed on the PS5. The sheer gadgets unlocked is nuts. Now, Shelly, I would not describe the PC guys as flinging mud. They're having a bad time over there. They're having a bad time over there. They're having crashes. They're having blue screen of death. They're, and, and some people think it might be because of the anti-cheat. Now, the anti-cheat, at first I was like, why the heck would you put anti-cheat in a game like this? Eugene made a really good point. He's like, well, because the players can affect the outcome of the game and the meta and the world and the galactic war. You don't want cheaters being able to ruin that, right? So... I, I think, I don't know if PC, you know, can be fixed soon or not, but that's where the primary issues seem to be coming from is crashes, which again, we don't know if that's related to the anti-cheat or not. I had a crash on PS5. I was at the cosmetic desk and I went to apply a skin and my game crashed. That's not a good look. You know, now we could check and see if it's still doing well in the PlayStation store, right? It had a 90% earlier today when I checked. 4.54 and a 4.54. Both the both of the Super Citizen Edition and the Standard Edition are basically pulling over a 90%, right? But Steam is doing is doing pretty poor. Anyone want to join up today? Join up and play? Yeah, 53% on Steam. It's gone up by like 1%. I think it was 52% earlier. The issues on Steam are... That's 3,000 reviews too. I mean, you know. Everybody hated on Justice League. Justice League sitting over there with the same number of reviews. 3,200 reviews. And it's got an 83%. You see what I'm saying? Look how bad crashes... You know, and and launch day problems affect your score. If you're gonna launch on PC, buddy, you better you better be ready to go. They're they're not they're not gonna tolerate that, dude. They simply won't, and they shouldn't tolerate it. To be quite honest, you know, the PC guys have got to be getting tired of this. They've got to be getting tired of this. It's like every single time. <laughs> Not every single time, but a good number of times we're going to do these multi-plat launches. They got to get the, they got to get the worst version, you know, but come on. I'd be, I'd be ticked too. I'd be tanking that score. You know, this guy says, you sound like a boomer, bro. <laughs> you sound like an internet drone, bro. 
Uh. <laughs> uh. You had to buy your own copy. The world has ended. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit ago. My, you know, Mighty Keith was saying, I like Mighty Keith, by the way. He was saying on Twitter that, you know, he thought it was a red flag that review copies hadn't been sent out. And it's like, this is normal for live service games. It's normal. Diablo was not the norm. The average live service game that launches is not turning servers on a week or two early for the press. They're not doing it. It's really expensive. Uh, Fuzzy says, I notice it's more non-English negative reviews bringing it down. English speakers have it at a 72. Could there be translation issues? I don't know. That is weird, though, that as soon as you limit it to English, it's a 72. Helldivers 2 Discord says, PS5 players need to finish the tutorial and first mission before accessing the cosmetic customization screen to avoid the crash. Oh. Well, I did the tutorial... And then I, I wait, so I'm okay. Okay. I mean, that seems like they need to fix that. The average person's going to, going to walk around the ship when they first get there. Right. Come on. (laughs) How how many players are going to do that? They're going to do the tutorial. They're going to be on the ship and they're going to want to walk around and look at everything. Like I played the little game. You can play the stratagem game where like you have to hit the buttons, the the D-pad, and you got to go faster and faster and faster and it gets longer and longer and longer. Like, you know, the average user is going to do that. Come on, devs. You got to anticipate standard player behavior. You know? Uh, what's going on here? Oh, okay, hang on. That's not that's not about today. The answer to the issues that can easily fix it with early access. The crashing is in both PS5 and PC. No, the crashing on PS5 is not. You go to you go to Steam right now, and it it's people are getting tons of crashes and blue screens of death. The only crashes we're hearing about on PlayStation is when they go to the the customization screen. That's where the crash is happening. And apparently they're saying as long as you play the first mission before you do that, you'll avoid that crash. So the number of crashes, that, that that's simply not true shooter forever. And you wouldn't be getting a 90% on PlayStation if it was crashing to the degree that it seems to be crashing on PC. Like, nobody's buying a game like this and then day one on PlayStation getting a bunch of crashes and being like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm going to give it a good score. Like, it would be tanking. Like, Foam Stars has a terrible score. And I can't figure out why. Everybody's saying how fun it is. They're surprised at how fun it is. Is it the monetization? Is it the $45 skin bundles? I'm kind of convinced that might be what it is. I had fun with it. I've played it more since it came out. I don't don't get why that game's getting so tanked. And YouTube chat seems to have completely died. I'm going to refresh. Yeah, YouTube chat is 100% dead. There's no way there's 600 people here and chat just has come to like a screeching halt. There it goes. I can't even read what you guys are saying. Hang on. It's I can't. There. Okay. No. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Now it's slowed down. I literally couldn't even read. It just like stopped. And then all of a sudden the chat was like. (laughs) Like uh, I can't read that fast. 
Eugene says the East got the game way before the West. Their servers could be worse. Other issues could be why the scores are lower. Hmm. Chat is so broken. Chat keeps wigging out. Every time I type something, I have to refresh chat. That's really unfortunate. Like, we're having a huge day not covering, like, some big dramatic topic. We're actually covering a video game. It's, like, really, really nice for a change. It's such a shame that YouTube's having issues, guys. I am sorry about that. What's he saying? Uh, He's saying... Helldivers 2 could also be great fit for Game Pass. This guy's saying... Good source says, can Xbox wait and see? Maze, how Sony does this? Consumer of Sony, they just know what they're doing. I was too stubborn before to say that, but really, they're insane at making games. This game is a hit. Yeah, I said the other day that I think Helldivers 2 would be better served if it landed also on Xbox. Um, I think the I think the more uh, I think the more platforms a game like this lands on, the better. Now, obviously, again, um, obviously, again, I think that you want to port it later so that we don't have the issues that we're having today, right? I think that's the standard going forward. Like, port it later. This day and date thing, look at the risk you take. It's a, it's a big risk. If they bring it to Xbox later, I, I'm on record saying, that's a win, man. Put live service games everywhere. I, I did. I said that the other day about Helldivers. I said, I <laughs> put it everywhere. I don't care. That means more people can play. That means if we do a community game night or something, when we do that with like a Fall Guys or a Fortnite, it's so nice just being like, I don't, it doesn't matter where you're playing, let's all play. I love that. That's a freaking blast. I, I, I think live service games are always better served by that, but I also think it's smart to potentially stagger the release so that you can have a solid product before you start bringing it to other platforms. He's playing into switching sides. Yeah, a lot of those guys are going to have to do that. They're going to have to start actually being honest about the fact that PlayStation games are not just stupid, boring movie games. I told you, that one guy that showed up on my timeline who bought a PlayStation 5 and he was like, I've been lied to. He's like, these games are amazing. If you shed your bias and you stop pounding on a tribal drum and you you go to the other side, you'll be shocked at how misrepresentative people have been about the quality on PlayStation side. I was won over by it. I was primarily an Xbox guy, started playing PlayStation games, and I was like, what the frick, man? These games are so good, bro. <laughs> like, I, I have a magnetism to quality. I don't care who's making the game or what brand is playing. I'm playing it on. I don't care. I have a magnetism to quality. How would they know they don't own PlayStations? don't have to own a pl- like a PlayStation to know that that's a quality game like I didn't have to play Baldur's Gate 3 to completion to see the quality and the passion and the depth that went into that game 
I didn't have to like put 100 hours into Baldur's Gate 3 to be like, holy frick, man. <laughs> what a good game. You know? Zubair said, I didn't believe the hype. The hype is real. Yeah, a lot of people think like, oh, you're just being a fanboy. You're just saying, no, man, no, I'm a fan of games. Like, I don't care. I literally don't care. If Hellblade 2 comes out and is a triumph and it runs well, looks well, I don't care where I play it. It doesn't matter to me. It never has. I think people are starting to see that the folks that bang on those tribal drums, they try to put everybody in those boxes because that's the way they view the world. There was no way I could be against the Activision Blizzard merger unless I was a pony. There was no way I could be critical of Xbox unless I was a pony. It was like, no, I'm a dissatisfied consumer. Like, I'm not, I'm not beholden to a side. I literally don't care. You're just pretending to be neutral. You can't be neutral when you have preferences. Your preferences will drive where you go. And my preferences are, I want to play good games. So where the heck do you think I ended up this generation? It's not my fault. PC launch issues are difficult to assess because of the difference of configuration. For example, I have zero issues when Jedi Survivor launched. You had zero issues with Survivor? Oh my gosh, yeah, the score for that game on PC was terrible. It was terrible. You're not able to join the Discord? Why not? All you have to do is link your YouTube account and your Discord account. Have you done that? You need you need the two of those to be, uh, that's under connections. And then you should be good. They are movie games as butters. That's why they have TV shows being made out of them that are good. Don't read the Reedy out loud. They will have to join the Discord to find out why you laughed. Cough, cough. You have to put don't read at the beginning of the sentence, butters. I am a streamer. I just read what is there. People are like, yeah, blah, blah, bliggity blah. Don't read this. I already did. <laughs> Nick Schrader says, people really need to do their own research and stop believing everything they are told. Like you said, you don't need to experience a PS5 game to appreciate the clear quality that they pump into exclusives. For sure. For sure. Like, the thing that I, the thing that kind of blew me away about Helldivers 2, I've not even gotten into missions yet. Just running around, I was like, this game looks good. Now, the characters don't look that great. Like, once you're on the ship and you, like, walk up to their faces... They don't look that great, and that's fine. That's not really what you need in this game. You need the armor to look cool, the lighting, the explosions, and the aliens to look cool. I don't need hyper-realistic faces on the ship. Like That's not where I'm spending, you know, 95% of my time. I'm not, like, walking around talking to an NPC, you know? It's not like a story-driven game where I gotta stare at somebody's face. Freddie Jackson says... I have an old high-end PC, so my drivers have matured and ensure more stability on my end compared to my friend's newer PCs with less matured drivers. What? Yeah, Creature knows what to do. I'm stupid streamer, man. I just read. 
I don't have time to read in my head and then read it out loud. So that's why, you know, Creature always puts in all caps, NOT OUT LOUD, and then he puts his message. (laughs) Don't read this, don't read this. Half my jokes are based on the fact that Lono starts reading before he knows how it ends. (laughs) It's true! It's true! Dude, I'm like reading a mile a minute. I don't have time for all that. Good morning, Goddess Omega. Good to see you. Don't read this slum foul. There you go. I'm Lono. Don't read the question mark. <laughs> see? I disagree. You need to experience good games. It's good for you. Well, hang on a minute. I'm saying that you don't need to actually play the game to see that looks like a good freaking game. Like, do you really need to play God of War Ragnarok to see how stinking good it is? It, But you're just going to... It's a movie game. Cutscene movie game. Wait. Huh? Oh, you were joking around, AOZ. Okay. This rig is more optimized because the components have been updated and optimized more. It's more finely tuned. Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay, okay. Hey, Lono, do not read this comment. Yeah, it doesn't work. If you want to fix your PC problems, I got a solution. Buy a PS5. <laughs> listen, listen. The PC guys deserve it. Well, I, no, hang on. The PC Master Race guys deserve it. You know, when this kind of thing happens, just tell them, hey, it'll be okay, Cupcake. Just buy a PS5. We're not having any issues over here. (laughs) I have a decent rig, and I almost never install games on it unless I have to. And this is why. This is exactly why. Why do I want to put up with this? I I installed the game on my PS5, and yes, I had a crash, but 99% of the time, I've never had that happen on a day one launch on my PlayStation. You want to know how many times I've had a game crash or sound issues, driver issues, screen tearing, some other dumb frick thing? That happens almost every time I boot up a game on PC. I'm like, ah, I don't get in screen tearing. Oh, it's it's not set up right. Oh, I can't get VSync to work. Oh, my capture's not looking good. Ugh. Did you update your drivers? <laughs> Yo, Taylor made with a VIP and 21 months. Says love. Good to see you, dude. Thank you. If you're having PC problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but optimization ain't one. There you go. There you go. Oh, what did we renew? Oh, that's fine. We wanted that. Maybe you're just not a PC gamer. I'm not a PC gamer. I'm not. I went from... My journey in gaming was Coleco, every Nintendo, to the GameCube. And then I started building my own PCs and playing games like Quake 2, Quake 3, Unreal Tournament, Call of Duty. And then Gears of War and Call of Duty 4, I couldn't get to run very well on my rig. And I needed to upgrade to a quad-core processor, which was going to require an all-new motherboard and everything else. And I said, well, forget that noise. And my friends were all getting Xbox 360s and World at War, and I did too. And basically, that was my journey back into console gaming. I was primarily an Xbox player until two years ago. So, when did World at War come out? When did it come out? 
World at War release date. Call of Duty World at War released in 2008. So that's primarily, I was an Xbox player for primarily the better part of, uh, you know, 11, no, no, 14 years almost, 13 years. Over a decade, well over a decade, primarily being an Xbox guy, which is why when I started getting called a pony, I was so confused. I was like, what the frick? <laughs> like, I've probably been an Xbox guy longer than the Xbox guys that hurled hate at me for the last couple of years. I'm, I probably have a larger library than them. I probably have been on the Xbox ecosystem longer than them. I, be, I bet you a lot of them I have been. Freddie Jackson with two single gifteds takes us to 159. He might be taking us to 160. I'm not sure. Thank you so much for that. Freddie Jackson. Have the servers improved? There's another one. He takes us to 160, putting us 15 away from 165. Rounding us out nicely. Thank you so much for doing that, Freddie Jackson. My handle was born on Xbox. My handle was born on Quake 3 Rocket Arena servers going by Lono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After watching the movie uh, Suicide Kings with uh, Christopher Walken and Dennis Leary. What's new in the gaming world today? Helldivers 2 release date is today. We will be diving into Helldivers 2 gameplay a little bit later, hoping the servers can kind of stabilize. We're hearing bad things right now. You admit to being a dirty yellow-bellied trader? The only thing I've ever been guilty of is wanting to play video games. I switched to PC because all my friends in high school, that's where they were playing. They were all playing Quake 2 on their PCs. So then I I switched to PC. I switched back to console because all my friends were going to play World at War. And then... In the last couple of years, I was sort of coming out of being an all-time Destiny player, and I started gravitating towards open-world action-adventure games. I love them, and I was also looking for next-gen experiences, and one platform did a better job in the last three years delivering on that. Pony! You're a pony! Oh, okay. Like, God, man, I love your streams. I'm lonely. I don't have many friends to play online uh, with, so watching your streams helps me quite a bit. Hey, man, you're a member. Why aren't you in the Discord making friends in there and finding people to play with? Come on, brother. We have a very active Discord. Get in there, dude. Less mature drivers. Wheezy, I had never read anything like that. I wasn't sure how to respond. I, I mean, I get what Eugene was saying. Like, the driver do our drivers more effective the older your equipment is within reason right like right now if i download drivers for my 2080 ti isn't it more likely to solve any of the issues i'm having but less likely to solve maybe some of the fringe issues you're having on like a front of the wave video card i'm asking i don't know it stands to reason that the longer the cards in the market, aren't the drivers going to be more effective at resolving your issues? That's the logic I'm applying. Like, newer cards tend to have more of their own specific issues and hangups be- because they're newer. I don't know. I- 
older drivers equal better usually well it depends sometimes there's new drivers specifically catered for the new game and can solve a lot of the day one issues it's almost like a day one patch it's like an inadvertent day one patch they're like hey we had nvidia do this update and it'll really help with some of the issues in this game Blade director says they put special attention into the back of Eve when it comes to the design we put special attention on the back of the character because the player is always facing the back of the character we're all well aware that you paid special attention to her backside yes not sure if allowed here but Lono's Xbox profile over 75,000 gamer score I played Xbox for the same amount of time as Lono and mine's a measly 20,000 yeah, I have a 75,000 gamer score. Like, I had so much money with their Xbox whatever program. My nephew showed me it. Like like I said, I, a lot of these people don't know me. They don't know me or my history. They just didn't like the fact that I was against the merger. And look at them all now. The merger was a mistake. Yeah, if this is what's going to happen, I, I, I regret the merger. Really? Gee. Are you a pony now? No, you're just a logical person. You're just being a good thinking person. You're just analyzing the situation and coming to the conclusion that this hasn't been good for you, for the market, or for the workforce. My gosh, you sound like a pony. (laughs) If that's what it takes to be one. Stellar Blade's the only game I'm jealous of. Can't wait for the port. You think they're going to port Stellar Blade to Xbox? Have we heard any indication that that's a plan? think of drivers as policy manuals for a business an older business has more issues accounted for in their manual but a new employee may create a novel problem that needs a new policy oh got it (laughs) there we go again chat chat's like frozen gonna all of a sudden start screaming I think he means PC I play on PC oh is Stellar Blade getting ported to PC do they have they spoken to that surely it will come to PC eventually yeah I was asking I don't care I wasn't I wasn't sure do they have they made mention of like oh yeah we have plans to bring it to PC later who the heck are you calling a console gamer I, I don't know. You're commonly in here, you know, it seems like you commonly take up for the green side, which is something that I find very interesting. I don't know why the PC guys and the and the Xbox guys, they're such strange bedfellows. You know? PC Master Race guys and Xbox guys seem to share an equal hatred for Sony. And I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. You know? Oh, that felt so good. Solo missions are crazy difficult. I don't think you're meant to play it solo, right? There aren't solo missions. You're just playing missions solo, right? Devil's Advocate says Shooter Forever. You seem awfully committed to Devil's Advocate, homie. You're on my Twitter timeline a lot of the times doing it. You're in here doing it. I don't know. <laughs> you you seem pretty committed. You know? You seem pretty committed. 
Zubair says, I look down on all console players equally. There you go. That's the, that's the way you should do it. That, that's what I've always expected, right? Whenever I see like a PC Master Race guy and like the Xbox guy is kind of like linking arm in arm, like that doesn't make any sense to me. Of all of the people that the PC Master Race guys would look down on, you would think it would be the people, you know, buying the Series S in higher numbers and doing subscription service. Like, you would think that that would be... Like, if you're if you're pro-Steam and you're, and you're pro, you know, hardware and power, I just don't get... <laughs> Like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all, you know? This consumer base is gravitating towards a very, very low entrance cost bottleneck system, and they like to do subservice, you know, dollar menu gaming. What why are you why are you friends? <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. We all hate Nintendo the most. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's a G- it feels like a geocentric thing, if I'm honest. Yeah, it does. It just does. You know, I don't know, PC Master Race guys, Xbox guys, feels real geocentric, you know? Yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, Sony. You know? All he has time to do is look down because he's got time to play games because all his time is spent fiddling with his rig. <laughs> yeah, trying to install new RGBs. We know what you're doing, Zubair. <laughs> Zubair's like, I wonder if I could actually make the case in RGB, not just the stuff on the inside, you know? I do hate Nintendo the most. Give me ports, you a-holes. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. I switched from my Series S to my own built PC and I'll never look back. Oh, I wouldn't... That doesn't surprise me at all, Tyler. Doesn't surprise me at all. People that get a taste for the... What PC can offer. Like, if you get a good rig and you play some games and you turn some of those settings up. Oh, homie, I get it. I remember the first time I got my 2080 rig and I started playing Destiny. I was like... I am never going back to console. I, it was just amazing. But I'm telling you, man, those, play, those PlayStation games are good, bro. And the PS5 hits what I need. As long as I'm getting 60, I'm happy. I'm, I'm a man of simple tastes. I don't, I don't need it to be 4K 120. You know, and I, and I'm exaggerating. I know that's not, you know, a thing. That's not common performance in games on on rigs, but. Weezes, I don't hate either. I genuinely don't care. I do it on a PS5, though. Gotta play God of War Ragnarok. It was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons the discussion about day and date with PlayStation, I still think they're going to continue to do what they're doing with their bigger titles because look what it does. Like, there are people who played God of War 2018 on their PC, and then they were like, I, I gotta play Ragnarok, and the PS5 performance is good enough for me. Like, the number of people who played God of War 2018 on a rig that was equal to the PS5 or lower, that's a lot of people. These guys always get upset when I say this, but it's like if you actually look at the statistical breakdown of the PC user base globally 
And then you look at the people who like, the, you know, the number of people who play God of War 2018, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the vast majority of them were playing at settings and performance that were equal to PS5 and down. The number of people playing God of War 2018 at a higher level of performance than the PS5, they're a smaller group of people. So it stands to reason that's a really compelling conversion. It's like man, that was a fun experience and I can play the game on the PS5, the game sequel and it will look just as good as my play, uh, as my PC and a PlayStation's not that expensive right? they could look into upgrading their rig and waiting for Ragnarok or for the cost of the upgrade to their rig they could just buy a PS5 and play Ragnarok right away that's a compelling offer I think that gets lost in the discussion people are like look at this pony he doesn't know anything about PCs and it's like I know one thing about consumers and that's that they'll go where they see the value and if you're playing on a rig and God of War 2018 and you had a good experience and your rig is in the middle or down that's the vast majority of the PC user base that's the largest chunk of the PC user base is a mid-level rig or down. The high-level rigs, the guys out here just flexing their cards and their and their frames per second, they're the minority, man. They're not driving the market, and I think they hate that. Zubair says, 0.5% of the Steam survey have a rig like mine, and 95% of PC users talk like they have a rig like mine. I don't appreciate it. It makes us all look silly. That, that That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I've always come back to is it's like the, the stats, the stats don't lie. It's like the, the market is not being driven by, by front of the wave, you know, PC users. It isn't. You're not driving the market. You're too small. You're not, you're not a large portion of the consumer base. Who do you think developers and publishers are going to target? Do you think they're going to target you? Or are they going to target people in the middle? And if they're targeting people in the middle, consoles are still very compelling. They're very compelling at that point. Because they're affordable, they're convenient, and their performance levels, especially with the PS5 Pro when it finally lands, they're going to get closer and closer to that mid-level rig. And it's like, at that point, you're like, why? Now, if you highly value the open the openness of the PC and the you don't have to pay to play your online games and maybe you love all the indie studios, maybe you just you absolutely have a massive Steam library. I I'm not negating any of that. What I'm saying is the vast majority of consumers are going to continue to feel like that's a pretty compelling offer. I can get something that plugs into my TV that does 60 FPS or higher. It does ray tracing. It does all these things. Look at how beautiful these games are. Look at Burning Shores. Look at God of War. Look at Death Stranding 2. Right, well, Death Stranding 2 is probably a PS6 title. Forget I said Death Stranding 2. Look at a lot of the titles and their graphical fidelity, and a lot of the consumers are going to say, that's a compelling offer, man. That's really affordable to play really pretty games. Bolton Gaming, thanks for jumping back in as a member. I didn't move my PlayStation in here. Dadgummit. I'm going to have to go get it in a second here. 
let me turn on um this is a good time to gift a few more members to ta- you know top us off at 175 and then i have to gift more i'm going to turn the chat into uh members only this is a great time for you guys to do a gaming ama we don't use the q a function anymore you can just put your questions in the chat if you want to ask me something that's not related to hell divers or the current topic we were kind of talking about pc day and date because that is relative uh to the topic of hell divers too because it's the first playstation exclusive to ever launch pc day and date and and so we've been kind of discussing the differences between the consoles and the PC. But you can ask me a question now sort of about anything if you'd like. This is reserved for members only. Uh, if you would like to give some members or become a member, it moves this line. I gift five every 25. We've had a ton of members today. We hit the goal of 3,000 members. So tomorrow, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's eight hours from now, but not tonight. So tomorrow. So look at your watches, your clocks, wherever you are in the world. Eight hours from now, just tomorrow night. Hilly and I are going to be playing Helldivers 2. VIPs get first dibs to fill those slots, and everybody can come, including Gifted. And five more comes in from Freddie Jackson, and he sets up a 10-bomb dunker to 75, to 175, and then I'll give five more. People getting Gifted right now, y'all can come in to the discussion right now because it is members only for just a brief moment. The top 36% of Steam users don't have an X80 or X90 card. They're on middling or entry-level cards for whatever generation they're on. They're almost half of the user base, not on the 40 series cards. That's precisely the point that I was making, Parasito. The vast majority of the people who are in that player funnel and then potentially then played a game like God of War 2018, they're going to look at how pretty the game is on the PS5 and they're going to be like, that's comparable to my experience on PC. That makes the PlayStation 5 compelling. It does. In the PC, guys, you can clip me and make fun of me all you want. It just shows how insecure you are about this. These are just basic statistics and facts. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with PC. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with paying for a monster rig. What I'm saying is, is consumers add up in this chunk, and this chunk will say, PS5 can hit the same level of performance that I do with God of War, so why wouldn't I buy a, a PlayStation 5 to play God of War Ragnarok and then PlayStation's got them because now they're going to start trying out other games and they might start building a digital library and they might start saying hey, man, Spider-Man 2 was pretty hot you know gotta get in there, Emp Reb with 17 months and a VIP on membership, I have a very strong PC and my friends got 4090s yes 4090s, they are professionals and they have an excuse, they're in tech and they got the income, 3080 and the PS5 uh, still seems worth it, says Emperev. oh you have a 3080, most people aren't my friends for sure, for sure, you're friends of the minority right have you played any more Pal World? no, because my game time on the couch is usually comprised of playing with my wife or my kiddos, and I wish Pal World was multi-platform Right? That's that's when I said I wish Helldivers was on Xbox. It doesn't bother me when a live service game is everywhere and I was like I was, you know, kind of bemoaning the fact that like then it'd be great if Power World was on PlayStation because then my kiddos and I could play it together like we played Lego um uh Fortnite Lego. So let me give you guys a current member count since you since you ran the number up so dadgum high today, we're ten away from another five coming from me, and we are currently at 3,000. But we did dip a little bit. We were over 3,000. Now we've dropped back down. So you guys must have been going a little crazy 30 days ago. It's a good thing we went crazy earlier and hit the number. So. 
isn't Power World talking about going multiplat with the PS5 release? They're open to it. They're not currently doing anything about it, Paris. But they are open to it. According to their frequently asked questions, as well as um, as well as like the, when they've answered the question on uh, Twitter. People were taking comments from the 1CM and trying to misrepresent them, so he clarified and said, we're not like saying, no, never. They're open to Power World, yes, coming to uh, PS5. It just isn't currently in process. Eugene says, Xbox had less than half the users and had lost one-third of their user base from the prior generation. What are you saying that in response to, Eugene? I play Xbox. I play Power on Xbox while Vengeance plays on PC. Couldn't you do that with the kiddos? No, it's extremely convenient to have a multi-plat game, Goddess, because I put the Xbox on a TV, I put a PlayStation on a TV, and then I play on the portal on the second PlayStation, and we all sit on the couch. So, like, one kid gets a screen, a TV, one kid gets a TV, and then I'm on the portal. I'd have to drag extra rigs and stuff into the living room, and then I'd probably have to play in the office. If I can't include the portal, it's just a freaking nightmare. I would have to have... I, yeah, I'd have to play in the office or drag a monitor out. I'm not doing that for Power World. Like, it's a fun game, but it ain't that fun. I'm not, like, rearranging furniture and stuff, you know? Oh, you were responding to Shooter? He says, that's the same thing Xbox fanboys thought was going to happen. The Then Xbox went day and date. Yeah, like Eugene is saying, Xbox went day and date because they were they were not having success in hardware. Their console base was shrinking. I think this is a mistake people keep making. They keep making it. I love Ginger Prime. I think Ginger Prime has made this mistake. I think Jaffe has made this mistake. Tons of people have made this mistake. They think Xbox is driving the market. They're not. They're in third place, and they're adapting to their place in the market. This idea that, like, Nintendo and PlayStation are going to have to follow suit? What? No. They're leading. The leaders don't follow the losers. That's not how it works. Everybody thinks that, like, Game Pass is going to be impactful, and, like, that's the future of Xbox, or, like... You know, PlayStation and Nintendo are going to have to start doing this. Look, Microsoft's doing it, so look, they're going to have to. It's like Microsoft is pivoting to a more third-party publishing, multi-platform role, day and date on PC. They've been doing that for a while, and Game Pass and everything else. That's all been their response to their standing in the market. They're not driving the market. They're chasing it. Everybody keeps making this mistake. They're like, well, look what Microsoft is doing. Yep, that's where things are headed. No. Are you kidding me? No. The closed ecosystems of Nintendo and PlayStation have been insanely successful. Why would they suddenly change their business strategy because this this company's tapping out of the fight? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I think people have this weird baked in I don't want to call it worship. I don't want to call it worship. There's this baked in reverence for Xbox and what they don't see is Xbox isn't doing well this is all adjustments in order for them to do well it's it's not you're not going to see PlayStation and Nintendo be like well, we better do what they're doing 
Eugene says, Jinx, one moves the market, the other runs to catch up. That's exactly right. Like, we are not the same. Like, that's, that's what PlayStation and Nintendo would say to Xbox. Like, we are not the same. We don't need to do what you're doing. We were told that PS Plus was dead on arrival if they weren't doing day and date with their first party property. Who has more subscribers? Game Pass or PS Plus? Who? We were told PS Plus was DOA if they don't do day and date with their first party titles. Look what PlayStation did. They didn't chase and follow what Microsoft and Xbox are doing. They didn't. And they have more subscribers. Well, they have more consoles and more users. Yep. Those are advantages that you have when you're playing from the front and not playing from the back. They think Xbox and PlayStation are equals. They're not equals. I loved what the one developer said because there's like this narrative growing that like, well, if there's no competition, then PlayStation's going to get lazy and their devs are going to get lazy and we're going to get bad games. And he's like, we don't, when we build games, we don't compete with Xbox. (laughs) We compete we compete internally with the other studios. We see what they're doing and we want to do more. And I've always said that. I'm like, you honestly think developers are going to be like, well, no reason to innovate, no reason to do cool new stuff, no reason to push graphical fidelity, no reason to tap into more hardware power because we're, we don't have competition anymore. You've not had competition for 20 years. There, there hasn't been a pressure. It's we want to make great games because that's what developers want to do. They're not. Dr- you honestly think up to now they're like we need to make Ghost of Tsushima great. Why? Because of Xbox. Developers don't think like that. You think project managers and vision casters and the people that are specking out first party PlayStation Studio games are like we we got to make sure we're beating Xbox? No, they're thinking about we want our game to be amazing. We want our game to be the best. We want to get awards. We want to get recognition. We want to get praise. We want to get high reviews. We want to be commercially successful. You don't get commercially successful and you don't get recognition and you don't get critical acclaim by being lazy. This is a phantom. This idea that like well, PlayStation's going to get lazy. I remember people saying that, well, the Activision Blizzard deal is going to go through and PlayStation's going to have to start competing. They're being lazy. They're being complacent. I'm like, really? They're being lazy and complacent? Then how do they beat Xbox so bad? How, how awful is Xbox if they've been losing to somebody that's been complacent and lazy? That doesn't make any sense. When you're committed to talking points and narrative, it makes you talk crazy. It's like, all those talking points were crazy. It's like, what are you talking about? And now the fear-mongering of like, well, are you guys happy? Are you happy? PlayStation's not going to have any competition, and they're going to get lazy, and they're going to charge $1,000 for their console. What? What? Have you ever studied how luxury pricing works? You think that's going to happen? Do you think do you think luxury and leisure items just raise prices because they feel like it? No, it's in relation to consumer demand and what the consumer is willing to spend. It's it's never it's never been driven by them. It's driven by us. Until the funding is cut, what funding is cut? Sony is an arts company. Half their business is creative. Right, creative-minded people, creative businesses, they don't get lazy because of some weird 
mythical console war that you've been engaging with on Twitter. Like, they don't care about that crap. Haven't you noticed that the people completely disconnected from this are baffled by it? They are baffled. I loved seeing Asmongold. Number one, him laughing at Doc Dark was hilarious. Doc's a goof. I'm happy for Doc. We might have Doc this Friday along with Kirkland and 30. Friday's stream should be pretty full. I'm really excited about that. But I like seeing Asmongold make fun of and mock somebody and just being bewildered. Like, why are people taking this so serious? Because it should be made fun of. It should be mocked. It's a joke. It's a giant joke. PlayStation has never gotten lazy or complacent. The PS3 was crazy expensive because it cost so much to produce. That's not lazy. It's poor market research. Ronin, Helldivers 2, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Um, what's, what's that other one? Lou P2R? Pacific Drive, all exclusive and within nine weeks of each other. That's lazy. Here's the thing, SDO. The goalposts have shifted to first party. For some strange reason, showing off and announcing nine console exclusives at the state of play, having a tenth console exclusive state of play for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, none of that counts. Because they're not first party owned studios. Because suddenly the financials of the studio that built the game, all of a sudden that matters to people. It's like, it doesn't matter that there's ten exclusives. We have a roadmap and dates for not all 10, but for roughly 10 console exclusives. And all that's hand-waved away and dismissed. Well, they're not first party. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't realize we were, now we were like Wikipedia warriors. Well, according to Google and Wikipedia, PlayStation doesn't own the studio. So. So what? I'm going to be able to buy Helldivers and play it. Stellar Blade. Rise of the Ronin. It doesn't matter. I, wh- why does it matter? It That's... Strength in the market is not necessarily flexed by ownership of the studio. F- strength in the market, especially in the console market, has always been through exclusivity. How else do you get people to buy your console? It's like... It's interesting. It's like everybody's bought into these weird mantras and it's like, don't you see? This is why Xbox fell to the state that they fell. They didn't invest in what would have turned things around for them. Had they invested in their first party studios and invested in their games, the things that we're now hearing, even more things are coming out about like what happened with Halo, just an utter disaster. It's like, how can you support a company that's doing that to their to their front to their front of the wave frontline flagship title. How can you support that? Like, what do you think they're going to do? Look at what they've done to Halo. It's just like, come on, man. This dev isn't structured as an LLC, so that game doesn't count. <laughs> right. All of this matters to the sales don't matter crowd. We really need to stop legitimizing dumb people, says Eugene. 
We're not counting flight sim because they don't own the studio. I don't even want to dignify it by being like, well, then that game doesn't count and that game doesn't count. I don't even want to dignify it. It's a ludicrous position. It's literally a Hail Mary Alamo retreat. It's like, well, the only thing we can do now is be like, yeah, well, they those aren't first party studios. I asked the guy from VGC. I was like, where's their evidence that Sony's getting complacent? Why? Because you haven't heard from their first party studios in a while? Was Spider-Man 2, you know, a sign of complacency? Was Burning Shores a sign of complacency? Was it? Because you got that last year. Was a first party PSVR 2? Was was that was that complacent? Was the PS Portal complacent? Like all these tech innovations and advances and new content and new new efforts, is that a sign of complacency? Simply because they don't show up to a state of play or a showcase and give you like a litany of first party studio cinematics, like that's complacency. Like I I would much rather the the, the first party studios not say anything. I don't need cinematic trailers. I don't. I need gameplay and release windows or dates. That's what I need as the consumer. You know what complacency looks like? Complacency complacency looks like generic cinematic trailers that don't show me anything to satiate the public. That looks like complacency. That looks like complacency to me. Yeah, the free Valhalla DLC from from Santa Monica. Exactly. Was that complacent? Like the number of people that hopped on my on my tweet and they're like, "You're kidding, right? This guy's a joke, right? You're a clown, you pony." And I'm like, "No, seriously, outline how they're complacent. I don't understand." It doesn't make any sense. They kicked off the year with a significant larger sign of strength. Who do you think looks stronger in the market? The company that has that many partnerships. They announced or showed off nine console exclusives, and then they have a state of play for just one of them. That's a tenth with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Who do you think looks stronger in the market? The company that can do that and not do anything with their first-party studios, or the company that walks out and is like, Here's five games. Uh, three of them are console exclusive. One's for PC and one's a multi-plat. And the multi-plat's not even coming to Game Pass. Who looks stronger in the market? Who has more partnerships? Who has more strength? It's, it's, just, it's absolutely absurd to insinuate that, like, yeah, PlayStation's complacent. PlayStation's on their knees right now. What? It's, I'm telling you, when you when you go so far down the, the the road with the just drinking in the propagandistic framing of everything, you will literally say stuff that sounds insane. You sound like a crazy person. Like PlayStation's on their knees right now. PlayStation's complacent. PlayStation's down bad. What are you talking about? Yeah, everything at the state of play. We already heard about all that. We, same goes for the Xbox Dev Direct. So, if we already know about if we already know about the games, then the showcases are bad. That means most of the showcases are terrible. That means most state of plays, most directs, 
most of them are terrible then, right? If that's our judgment of quality, is like, well, we've already heard about these games, so this is garbage. Well, okay. The Dev Direct was trash. The State of Play was trash. The Final Fantasy VII Rebirth State of Play was trash. There, It's all trash then, because we all knew about it. That's a lot of Alan Wake 2 is mediocre energy. Right, Alan Wake 2 is mediocre. I can't believe somebody typed that. Can't believe somebody typed that. They have to hold the line. Oh, Hotshot. I relish in the fact that they're all letting go of the line. I love it. I love it. It's great. It's great. You compromised your integrity and you were dishonest and you attacked people like me I never attacked you I just went out into the public and said what I thought and now it's all just slipping from their fingers yeah we should get rid of day and date yeah game pass game pass hurt xbox (laughs) oh did it now did it now It's like they've been lapped in the race and they're pretending they're on the final lap. You know what I'm saying? You ever lap somebody in Mario Kart and if they're young enough, they're like, oh, I'm right behind you. It's like, y'all are saying this now. We, we've been saying this for a year and a half to two years. You, you're, you're, not, you're not in the same spot. You're behind. You're, you're so late to the party. Last year, they also launched 4K Cloud Streaming, PSVR 2, The Portal, upgrades to PlayStation Plus, and a handful of exclusives. Complacency, though. Right. When you... You can make anybody look complacent if you basically ignore most of what they're doing. You can make them look at... You can make anybody look complacent. You can make any company look like, yeah, they just don't care, man. They might be shutting down. Why? Well, you know... I looked at the financials and this TV show, this movie, this exclusive, uh, and this product, they don't count. So if I only look at this one particular, you know, element of their business, yeah, they're, they're just freaking complacent right now. It's like, huh? What? What? <laughs> like it, in any other, like in any other line of assessing, like the quality of a company or what the company's doing, like if you're trying to do like a forecasting of, you know, profitability, maybe you're looking into buying shares or something, or maybe you're looking into looking at your portfolio and you're looking at doing some investments, you would never argue like this. You would never look at PlayStation and be like, yep, they're complacent. You'd say, well, they're doing a, they're doing a heck of a lot of R&D. They're doing a heck of a lot of investment. I mean, they're launching exclusive products while also fostering really great relationships with second-party studios and, and exclusive deals. Like, these, these guys have a lot of strength in the market. But when you're making tally marks on Twitter, clipping people out of context so you can make fun of them, well, you ignore all those things. I mean, joke's on you. You, you will always have things like this full back. The narrative always snaps back into place. You can only maintain a false framing for so long. I've told you guys this before. I said it a lot with reference to myself, and it applies here. I always said that the mob is stronger than the truth, but the truth has more endurance. The truth is unwavering. It's like a train. It's always going to show up. You just don't know when. 
and the false narratives and the obfuscation and the lying and, and you know and and the slander and the nasty things they say about people that's all stronger than the truth because it's like bombastic and everybody rallies around it and everybody starts parroting the nonsense but it doesn't have any endurance it has no staying power because it's false it withers away it it just blows away in the wind and eventually what's left the only thing that's ever left is the truth it's it's it, it never fails it's always there that's why when you're committed to truth and accuracy, you can hold that line and it'll never fail you. It'll never fail you. That's why we could do, we could endure for how long we did as a community, as a content creator myself. It's like, I'm just going to stay on this. And I'm going to endure because I know what's true. I know what my principles are. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this, this thing that other people are doing. I'm not going to do it. And look what has happened. The sand castles of lies and obfuscation have withered. And all that's left is the rock of truth. It's like, this is true. This is what we've all been saying. These are business realities. These are basic statistics. This is basic business acumen. None of this was was based on tribalism or a narrative. I was watching my 600 pound life last night and at one point the doc said it doesn't matter what you're saying or what uh, you are doing the scale shows that your weight's going up truth has no running costs lies do right other day's show is about hell divers we're on a uh, members only AMA right now we're kind of ending the stream it gives you guys an opportunity to bring up other topics and other things so yeah, we, we've been going, we went for about two hours. You can only talk about a game for so long or a topic for so long. So we, we kind of reserve the end of the stream to do a little bit more AMA. And obviously I'm a little fired up about everything that's transpired because, you know, it, it's just, I've just been really, really, it's just been good to see people have to acquiesce to the truth. It's been good. I like it. I got to switch glasses because we're going to play games. And these ones are a lot more comfortable with headphones on. Alright, I need to move the PS5 in here, and then I have to schedule the gameplay stream, uh, and we're going to dive into some Helldivers, right? We're going to dive into some Helldivers. Uh, we've got people that are going to try to play. Oof, I'm not going to do cross-play, so I, I'm obviously going to prefer to play with people on PlayStation, just because that probably will minimize connectivity issues. Um... And, and usually cross-play is where connectivity issues can stem from, especially on launch day of a game. So I'm going to go get the PlayStation and then want to schedule it, and then we're going to jump into the game. So if you want to see some Helldivers live in action, we're really hoping we don't encounter any problems. What I'm probably going to do is I'm going to boot up the game here in this stream. I'm going to make sure I can get a crew together and make sure we can get into a mission and then I'm going to go over to the new stream. So at the very least, we can do like a couple of missions. If we start getting, you know, server issues or getting kicked and stuff like that, hopefully we can get some gameplay so we can kind of showcase the game. Because server issues and disconnects and things like that, that's not really a judgment of the game. That's just part and parcel to launch date problems. So give me one second. I'm going to go grab uh, the PlayStation. 
All right, let's get this thing going here. If you guys want to kind of buzzer beat right now, 10 more members is 175, and I'll have to drop another five members. Be a great capstone to the day. We did hit the goal of 3,000, so tomorrow night when we play Helldivers 2, Hilly cannot use a... Um, he cannot use guns. He's going to be able to use like grenades, stratagems, uh, and like help me like reload rocket launchers and stuff. It should be really, really fun. I'm going to have to plug the, the, the controller and give me one second. I thought I charged my controller. I guess I didn't. Okay. There we go. Yo! Parasito drops the 10 bomb and gets us all the way to 175. You love to see it. I'll do the final five. And let's try to get a team together here who is available to play on PlayStation. My username is Reforged TV. Is there a simple way to do this? Do you um Is there a simple way to do it? Can you add friends within the game or do, is it best to probably add friends on uh on PlayStation? Okay, Broken Surprise, you're on. Okay, that's one. We need two more people. Generate a friend code and I'll join. Okay, how do I do that? How do I generate a friend code? We need your friend code in-game. Okay, hang on. I can join. Okay, we have plenty of people to join. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Coming out now. Yeah, we're hoping that we can get in. Okay, in the social menu. Okay, uh, hang on. I'll show you the social menu. Give me one second. I'm not seeing it. Go to social, click L3. It'll be at the bottom. Press trying. Infinite has joined the mission. Okay, so Infinite already joined me. Okay. Yeah, I push R3 and I come here to social. I don't see it. Have you done the first mission yet? No. I thought you guys could help. Could we? I, can I not do the first mission with people? It acted like I had a, a friend request. Just invite to squad. Okay. Oh, dystopia. Who's this? 
I have a lot of requests. So I just want to make sure I'm inviting somebody that's not like a troll. Won't let you do the friend code until you do that. It might let you take in. Yeah, I don't know. You got to tell me who you are. Like, who's Laralf? Who's Dystopia? I didn't know you. A lot of people were saying you don't want to play the game by, by yourself. So I didn't even try the first mission by myself. Everybody was saying that it's just it's it's designed to play with other people. Okay, D Crusades. That's you, Detective. I know that. Alright. We're gonna need your Laroth, okay? Yeah, I just wanna make sure it's a name I recognize and like a member and not, again, not some Randy. We should be friends already. Well, if you're already friends with me, I, I mean, Infinite was able to join me. Hang on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put myself on Do Not Disturb. And you just have to let me know if you send a friend request because that, that's going to get old really fast. Okay, I got I got infinite. I got decrew seeds in here. Okay, there we go. I got four people. Broken surprise request sent. Okay. I sent one. Okay, hang on. I'm going to get broken surprise in here. Uh, View all requests. Okay, Marcus, I'll accept you. Okay. It gives me an error. It's probably because I'm full, Laroth. Or, 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 or Gabriel. I'm full. So I'm going to go to the Galactic War... Um, they want me to pick like one of these, right? You just have to play a first mission, right? Or is there a specific mission that I'm supposed to do? It acted like all I had to do was just pick a mission. You're full right now? Yes, I am. My th- th- I, again, I wasn't really paying attention this morning. I was just getting an update, uh, like installed and through the tutorial, so that I could play today. And it made it sound like you just had to pick a mission and go do it. So does it matter what mission I pick? Because this is the sector that we're focusing on, and we can go to Heath, or we can go to Angel's Adventure, Liberation Campaign, Liberation Campaign. Yep, just pick a mission. Okay, so we'll pick Heath. And, oh, this is where my ship is. All right, select operation. Let's just do that. Okay. Now, hang on, though. Did it do it? Extract from a successful mission three times. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, it just says proceed to hell pods. Enter a hell pod to start the mission. Okay. 
bear with me guys really quickly i'm gonna run upstairs i'm gonna use the restroom okay i'm gonna i'm gonna run upstairs i'm gonna use the restroom and then i'm gonna schedule the stream and we're gonna go over if we can get into the mission i want to make sure we can get into the mission and start shooting stuff and then i'll i'll start the stream and redirect you okay i don't want to start the stream and redirect us if we're not going to be able to play it looks like we should be able to play okay they were having some issues so uh i'm gonna put myself into a spot where you can like actually see my character just so people can see that we're getting ready to play okay i'll be right back i'm sorry usually around now we're doing a premiere and i'm getting to stretch my legs and use the restroom okay Squirrel bladder. What are you? I've been streaming for twenty half hours. What are you talking about? All right, I'll be right back. I appreciate your patience. Okay, let me get this scheduled. Um, okay. Manage. We're gonna get the gameplay stream uh, scheduled, and then if we can get into the mission, I'm gonna I'm gonna redirect you guys. So help me out with that when the time comes. Like, let's all go over to the new stream shower with likes if you guys want to keep pushing the uh the daily goal it was absolutely blown out of the water so but we don't have to do that by the way we, we we've already hit our goal the 3000 i'll come up with a new goal next week once the membership has settled uh i like to set goals that we can actually hit hell divers two 
Alright. Okay. Okay. Alright. Schedule this. Yeah, armor set looks awesome. Yeah, I think it's the one I got for like paying for the, you know, the more expensive version of the game or whatever. All right, if this works, I'm also going to want to send a tweet. I've got a video out there doing numbers because I just showed that you could like dive backwards and lay on your back and everyone's like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, Max Payne, Metal Gear Solid. High effort content right here. <laughs> oh, whatever. People, people like that always, always end up, you know, doing to themselves what is more effective than anything I could have ever done. So, good for you, man. Okay, let me switch the audio. Okay, okay. And let's see that we can play. Is this the pods or the pods over here? I've not done it yet. I thought I was going to go back and get in the pod that I came out of. You guys are all like patiently waiting. Oh, they're up here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I've not done it yet. I love the music. I love it. Select your drop location. Okay. Okay. Select equipment and stratagems to bring into the mission. Okay. Uh... I don't have any boosters. Okay. My equipment's probably fine. Yeah. Whoop. All right, everybody. All right, if we, like, again, if we get into this game, I'm going to need you guys to help me out because we're going to switch streams. Okay, you guys, you guys keep me alive. We already completed it. What? Hang on, hang on. I'm trying to set up the stream. Keep me alive, boys. Keep me alive. I'm setting up the new stream. <laughs> you guys got this. You're the champions. Ouch! Ouch! Alright, get ready, get ready. 
thanks so much for checking out this video of Helldivers 2. I'm in the thick of it right now. If you wanted to see some gameplay, you're going to get to see it as I get thrown right into the mix of this. We uh, we wanted to make sure the servers were working before I started the stream. So my, my awesome homies are here keeping me alive in the thick of it. If you like this content, hit subscribe, hit the bell button. We did a big talk show about the show, uh, about the game this morning. And I'm going to bring everybody over from a redirect. I'm also going to spam the link in chat so that you guys can come over. Hang on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the previous stream and I'm gonna bring you guys over with redirect that I forgot to set up. Give me one second. Uh, add redirect. There we go. Ba boom. End stream. There we go. 